So is this like the dressing room scene right here? <laughs> we're like, we're not right, quite ready to start. We're just kind of... Let me just get a few quick flash texts out. Well, I figured, yeah, I figured... Roll up a cigarette. <laughs> maybe we could... I figured I'd tell the guests to wait 15 minutes since we're running late. <laughs> oh, yeah. So... Mm. That's, we, that's oh, we have guests. Yeah, dude. Mm. Starting to run the tight ship right, around I'm, here. Some of that I'm, 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 I'm ready to get rolling. Is this uh, roll? is this pre shtick or is this uh, unofficial pre shtick? Pre shtick. Stick to the story, son. Yeah. I saw the best. Like I almost had name regret today name on, regret? on the internet. It was uh, James Burns? He had a post. He said, "Idiots." Period. On the internet. Period. And I was like, what a great name for a podcast. <laughs> or anything, Idiot, really. Idiots ellipses on the internet. <laughs> no, I think it was idiots, period. Period. Yeah, it was idiots. I saw idiots. That one. Idiots. On the on internet. internet. I was like, oh my God. We, we, I think we might have <laughs> might have dropped the ball on that one. But, uh, There's a lot we dropped the ball on. Yeah, oh, sure, is this, are we into it now? Well, I'm not yeah. sure where. Let's, yeah, let's, let's. Where the fun stopped and the work began. <laughs> Welcome to You Can't Stop the Signal. Indeed. Yeah. AKA Idiots on the Internet. Can't stop the signal, can't stop the noise. All right, so are we back from the actual open now? Yeah. Cool. That was a great approximation of the opening. Good to be back. To my left, we have Old Dirty Gritzy. Old Dirty Gritzy. Evan Gritzy. Straight slinging. Straight slinging. Waking up at 4 a.m. all week. Here suffering for Leaving me in a... Psychological quandary. The man, mouse over What's there. On the, hey, uh, <laughs> almost said on the drums. <laughs> <laughs> we're all on drum thrones, which makes we us. We are, technically speaking. It's like we're all drummers tonight. And me, I'm, See, this is nice. You guys just I'm, we're all very up. talented. Me, I'm your elder statesman as of yesterday of You're rock, right. supreme allied commander oh, yeah. of aging. Of old. <laughs> Conan, Conan Neutron. Conan Neutron. Welcome show. to the post birthday broadcast. Broadcast. I know. Prod- I was like, it's like a podcast where there's pod- cattle like, prods involved. Yeah. Where we prod you about your age. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the, the Klingon pain stick ritual. No, but prodcast. But on the internet. They have prodcasts. It's just not what you'd expect. <laughs> well, it's probably exactly what you'd expect. <laughs> probably is, actually. You got to pay by the minute for the broadcasts. So we've, we've had. Especially if they're electrified prods. Yeah, some people do pay for that kind of thing. And it's true. And good on them. Yeah. It costs more if you want them to watch you watching them, too. You want the real shit. Yeah. It's a racket, but it's... uh... So, yeah. So, yesterday was Conan's birthday. It was. Happy happy birthday, as I said before. When you say say yesterday, (laughs) there's pretty much zero chance that anyone listening to this would be like, wait, yesterday. On December 5th. So, you better feel bad. It was Conan's birthday, (laughs) which is a date that was uh, an indiscriminate amount of time into the past of when you may be listening to this. But it was recent to us. It did happen. Try to put yourself in our headspace a little bit, all right? Can be, you just, would, if you can just not think of yourself for once. Of you yeah, yeah. You can just not please. step out of your little world for a while you. while you're listening to You Thank Can't you, Stop the Signal. listener, please. Thank you. All right? All right. Thank you. Ryan Warner, <laughs> calm down, all right? The, uh, <laughs> it's yeah. Dubuque's favorite podcast, You Can't Stop the Signal. Bob Bucko's listening now, too, so we actually have two Also, uh, Farm Commodity Prices yeah. is also a very popular <laughs> podcast in that area. Evan's birthday was last week. Yeah, it was on November, November 30th, which is a rather static period of time in approximation to the other 
time that we already referenced of December 5th. Indeed. So but it could be any amount of time since the time that you are listening to this. Well, shit, but, uh, it's wintertime in California. But we get old is the, is the bottom line. Yeah. And, and here we are. Getting just, old. Just rocking out. It's a young man's still, game. It is. Still doing it. If we're going to look at it as a... <laughs> really as that a, old. As a, that's the thing it's We're so not. In the way... <laughs> I was thinking about the, like, the small... I was trying to have like a glass half full thought about it. Yeah. Uh, How'd that work out for you? <laughs> worked okay. It was pretty self-aggrandizing. You know, I felt pretty good about it. That's, uh, all, that's all that counts. And brother. no one else was around at the time, so this was Can all chuck that one up as a win, then. Yeah. So I, it was, I was in the BART station at the time. There was also a dude in the BART station who was uh, panhandling... And uh, he had a keyboard set up, but he was just letting the demo song play. Oh, that's good. good. <laughs> so that got me thinking about the nature of getting older and playing music. You know, because, am I going to uh, be that guy just phoning so? in on my like, bass? That, that, well, because station. he was, you know, he was a grizzled veteran. He'd obviously been setting up, uh, you know, key- keyboards on keyboard stands and just letting them play the demo song for a while, and then collecting. Like, like he was playing, was he collecting a, money. You know, like people... like a pro. That guy no. was known as a legend. I guess. I mean... Oh, he was playing along to it. I think he meant he was no, just letting no. it play and be like, hey, give me money. That's exactly what he was doing. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what I'm describing 100%. Okay. Fuck it. That's what I do. I'm a drummer. That's, and of course, okay, you know, to contrast it, there was a dude playing violin beautifully in the Ashby station when mm. I got out just on the way here. So. And the other guy is sounding like Wesley Willis's backing tracks. <laughs> There's definitely a very Wesley Willis-esque dude who has like an old... I, I, I think fiddle would even still be giving it too much too much grandeur. A, but a few it, violin players. Like he, it was a violin of sorts, but he just really he just slaps at it. He has spirit. Right, that's I, good. It's good to yeah, have spirit. I say, I mean, he's very he's channeling some no wave influences. I usually, have respect he's probably for those totally guys, unaware of the one I, I I've tried to like and can't like is the guy who play, plays saxophone in downtown Berkeley. This guy like for it's years hard to like years. a saxophonist. He's just just a dick always. All those poor out of work saxophone players over the eighties were over. Oh, just so little sax hanging, for food, song. hanging out outside of Huey Lewis's place. Huey, promise me the future. Signs. Yeah, Huey, it's time for the comeback, bro. Come on, let's do this. Mm. I got a check for duets, man. I don't need to come out for you. <laughs> Speaking of, of Wesley Willis, you had a great Wesley Willisism that would be very appropriate to last episode, where yeah, no, unfortunately I'll be, I'll be the audio to that. did sound like uh, if you. Please, Evan. It's a brief the story. The non audio. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're learning the process here. It's a work in progress at you can't stop the signal. Dot net, but without <laughs> the U. <laughs> signal pod at Twitter. Super cumbersome. It has become. Um, <laughs> You're just but anyway, spitting out gold, aren't you? I know. Oh, I was, someone put a cordier in Gritzy today. I, I, anyway. You, any one of you are welcome to do the work and pick the, pick the URLs. <laughs> <laughs> or edit the podcast or assemble the equipment. Oh, yeah, those all sound like I nominate Gritzy. Those, those all sound really good. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be some week where Conan has the flu and it's like, hey Mouse and Evan, you guys gotta do it. I know Mouse is just gonna be like, All right, Hit I'll, I'll roll some spliffs, dude. Yeah. I'll roll some it. You End up listening to obscure psych over. records. <laughs> yeah, I found this in the collection recently. That was pretty fucking bad. <laughs> Anyway, the, the story. So anyway, as a, a teenager in Green Bay, Wisconsin, at the uh, concert cafe, rest in peace, Wesley Willis was playing. He, he came through quite a bit as he was from Chicago, and Time Bomb Tom, the, uh, the local punk rock impresario, uh, would have him up to play frequently, even before he was really kind of got the pop 
cachet kind of whatever alternative MTV show sure, kind sure. of things Je- that Jell-O, he got on eventually yeah, before Jello was into him, before any of that. So my, my good buddy Chuck that I grew up with and played in some of my very early bands with, and I played in Paris at 2am with, a band that put out a record and toured and, and stuff, did a fair amount of stuff. Just yells at Wesley because he was, uh, he just had some like distortion or something on his voice that I'm sure he probably didn't really ask for, or didn't really understand <laughs> or whatever. But but my, my buddy Chuck, you know, little teenage... 15-year-old Chuck just yells, Wesley, you sound like a pussy! Up at the stage. And Wesley's immediate reply was, you sound like a dog eating meat out of a garbage can. (laughs) (laughs) Which I used to describe the quality of our audio before it was retouched. (laughs) Right. But we achieved a level that was above garbage can level. Yeah, this one's going to be good. Meat-eating quality. But we think that we're making significant improvements this week. I think you're going to like this. We have some new cables. We, are we not, got a new attitude. We have a new attitude. Really we attitude. don't have socks over the microphones anymore. Conan, <laughs> Conan invested in some pop We got three, <laughs> three hilarious dudes to come in and sit in for us. $12 worth of equipment. <laughs> some new cables, and yeah. we're excited about them. We, we, we checked these, Thanks, the, Conan. the signal beforehand. It's hilarious that the, the show's called You Can't Stop the Signal, and, and very clearly there was something yeah, actually stopping the signal. You can, you can the signal, fuck you with see, the signal, so though. That might be the, yeah. Yeah, you can't the stop late period. You can you can futz with the signal. You can you can futz you can futz with the signal. You can a little, little, little bit, a little bit, you know, wavy. All right, so before we get, we should play some music. That, but we, should, we should ruminate on getting older and playing music. Yeah, it seems like a good theme. We're gonna we're gonna yeah we're gonna we're gonna do that. This is a uh, screaming females. <laughs>
I don't mind it. <laughs> that sounded a lot like a female. Uh, off of the record Castle Talk, yes. which is not the most recent record, which probably been a nice move to place him off the recent record, but that's my favorite song. The, stuff the record before that. So you can still play in that one. That's a, that's a pretty stone cold jam. I'm for it. Oh, well. Unprofessional. Speaking of unprofessional. <laughs> we got some retractions. <laughs> Indeed, we do. Indeed, we do. So Retractions? Not retractions so much. Apologies. As, uh, Oversights. Corrections. It's good to know that people are listening, even if it's just people that are listening to hear their particular thing. But people and then are complain listening. about it. People are complaining about it. Hey, hey, people just want it to be the best podcast they know it can be, and they're giving us constructive criticism. Specifically in regards to things that relate to them. Well, yeah, obviously. What are our corrections? I don't even know. Well, never mind. It's foolish to prepare material when everything will just fail completely, all the time, always. The one thing that I was very excited about for prepping that I did this afternoon is not not currently... uh, that's working. Machines will always let you down. I, I did a. I made a theme actually. Is, is it this one? Let's see. Um, <laughs> Music. That's for goddamn sure. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. That's not it. That's Ooh. some other. But I, I don't even know what the fuck is a whole goddamn situation going on here. That's why I don't trust that shit. My fax machine would have had it done by now. <laughs> uh, Your iPod pad. Okay. Whatever. Here we go. Mm. All right. Are you ready? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Here, here's a new segment. It's a you can't stop the signal. <laughs> Fact check. There you go. You can't stop the <laughs> signal. <laughs> you got paid to make oh, that today, didn't you? God damn, Conan. It's, it's, it's possible. <laughs> that is some straight Conanism right there. All right. A backtrack. It's so a let's you say. can't stop the signal. <laughs> Fact check. Oh, fact check. Sponsored by Five Hour Energy <laughs> and Slim Jims. Don't forget to snap into it. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. All right, so we've got some corrections here. First all off, right. first of all, we apologize to the Slim Jim Company. <laughs> Ashley Litke is a nurse, not an EMT. I said nurse on the air, I believe. Uh, you said thank God for EMTs, but that could be construed as a separate statement oh, yeah. entirely. Well, thank God for nurses as well. That can be <laughs> thank God for semantics. At least the ones with good bedside manner. As a, as an atheist, I say <laughs> thank God for EMTs and nurses both. And I'm sorry, Rob Montage, that I, and especially Ash- Ashley, I'm sorry to have perhaps misrepresented your very notable and noble profession. And congratulations on the birth of your recent yes. daughter. Uh, That's actually Quinn. Really, you're probably not listening. I would imagine not. Why? Are we, we might as well throw doctors in there too, because doctors are pretty badass. Let's I mean, not. Really? No. Let's save. No. It. Let's let's leave surgeons out. But we have a lot of episodes still coming. Right. Let's uh. Elliot Turton spread the love. Is uh absolutely the bass player for Wax Eater. Uh, that that was a very specific correction from Rob that. Uh, we can, we're going to be able to speak to Rob Montage uh, from Wax Eater very shortly. Oh, okay. I don't remember us saying that. I thought I was clear I mentioned on that, that like, as well. But. Well, Matthew has been playing. Last two times I've seen them, it was it was Matthew from uh, Powerlifter playing bass. And I think don't St- deny it, guys. Just Steve E. played bass. Uh, we'll, we'll get into this with him, but he wanted to make it known that, you know, I was taking some time off for, again, new child situation. Oh, and, as far as I see But he is the Wax Eater bass player. And as 
the chicken soup for the skank and skull. Skank and skull. They got the they got the temp guy to buy in hard because that band has a cohesive image. Yeah, Matthew's awesome. He's great, and I'm not just saying that because he also has a stylized carbon atom tattoo, much like myself. But but it doesn't hurt. But it doesn't hurt. Uh, is that the only retractions or back fact checks? Oh no, we <laughs> always do that. I'm like ready think- to like make the point. Like, well, come on, let's get to the point. Let's go. Let's do this. Just it's, like, just say, it's called mouse because I have my own. Uh, like uh, Macy actually was not the like unintelligent one without uh, any toys. He was the one with no toys and getting all A's actually. Oh, so sorry, Macy. I didn't mean to represent you. Sorry, as, you didn't have toys. As the, as the, I didn't say unintelligent, but like you not still the, turned I out said, pretty fun. I said not the smartest one, but the guy that had the raddest transformer. But he's actually had. Okay, I said this. A recent episode, which was involving Chris. Yeah, you listen, know what I'm saying, though, right? Jay Moore. Jay Moore. Jay Moore. That is not at all what it says it is. Well, that's Chris Van Gobble's a big Jay Moore fan. Oh, that's a possible future it. retraction. <laughs> <laughs> that might not be true. It probably isn't. I mean, I don't know who really is. All right. I like, I like I've been like mispronouncing Mousman. Chris Rasmussen's name for years. Rasmussen. Rasmussen. Is it really? Rasmussen. Yeah. Well, I've been Rasmussen. I've oh, pleased. Oh. Okay, so yeah, we were there. Yeah, you nah, were you were, you were right. It is Rasmus, and even in the in, in the correction, I was wrong. So uh, <laughs> it's in Rasmus of police. Anyway, if I had a high five band from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, entering there a twelve year, twelve <laughs> years. That's the other correction. <laughs> you got that deep deep voice, sexy radio man to do that for you again, <laughs> didn't you? So Sunday at the Cow Palace. So uh, what I originally said. Oh God. And I, I, I blaze over the Chris retraction, but sorry. Sorry to mispronounce your name yet again while I was talking about mispronouncing your it name. It will happen five more times, and we'll apologize for those now. It's more logical than the thing Conan thought it was, though. So probably What I thought it was made no again. sense. So <laughs> I'm, allergic, I'm allergic to yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, what the what? Anyway, so this is what was said on, on that the hi-fi retraction now, which this, this was very upsetting <laughs> to Admiral Lasertag. I said, um, anyway, if I had a hi-fi band from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, entering their 11th year... 11th year, and that is absolutely wrong, apparently. It's a you can't stop the signal. <laughs> Fact check. <laughs> Way to brand that shit, buddy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so what, what, I should, what I meant to say. Did you order t-shirts yet? <laughs> what I meant to say. And I, I was quoted in their article for their, their 10-year thing. And it, please note that he didn't mention anything else on the fact he was very upset that we, we missed his band's birthday. But it should have been. <clears throat> anyway, if I had a hi-fi band from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, entering their 12th year. <clears throat> anyway, 12. 12 years. Sexy. And really. Sexy 12. I was thinking about it. And like, oh, since I, 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 I now thought, okay, I, I learned way more than I wanted to learn about this situation and him getting upset about it. Um, so, but really, it should be. If I had a hi-fi band from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, entering their 13th year. 13th. So it should be 13, actually, <laughs> by the time this probably airs. So wow! Sorry, the gomple. Is that uh, is the deep voice, voice radio man having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> well, damn! Thirteen. Next years week we're going to be apologizing to all the, family and relatives of anyone that's ever had a stroke, including myself. It's a you can't stop the signal. <laughs> Fast <Jesus> track. <laughs> All right, no more of that so, until we have to so fact check again. Here's some wax oh. eater. Uh. <laughs>
Wax Eater with, yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty committal. Yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. You like rock music, it's all right. That's your thing. I'm more to murder. I'm more broken up over Brubeck. (laughs) (laughs) I think Brubeck did die. What a fine example of, I mean, great musician, but what a fine example of people just being like, oh, I give a fuck about this. This is what I listen to every day. Right. Dave Brubeck. Fuck you. Speaking of Dave Brubeck, we got a, D- a Dave Brubeck number one fan on the phone. This is uh, Rob. Rob Montage from Wax Eater. Hello, Rob. Yeah, hey, hold on. Oh, that's better. Hey. There we go. Right. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Hello. Hello. Yeah, Dave Brubeck. Welcome to I a mean, professional broadcast. <laughs> yeah. We no, do things real around here. Clearly. Clearly. I, there was a lot of uh, static. There was a lot of... Uh, uh, hushed voices that I don't know if you knew I could hear. So <laughs> you know, I'm sure you guys are all tempering your speech uh, to make sure that you didn't infuriate me in some way. Uh, not, I don't know how him. people can. I don't know how people can be so broken up about Dave Brubeck uh, when that's racist. Uh, broke up this week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, you know, and how I found that out was from you, which is how I found out most of my most of my DOS racist news. Yeah, good. I feel like, like that's way more important. Yeah. I, I, I will admit to liking some Dave Brubeck. Like I'm in, when I'm in the mood to feel like I'm at the dentist, like I'll you know throw some Dave Brubeck on. It's, sure, but it's, it's hardly hard. like it's hardly like a tragic death, you know. Yeah, like, I mean, he's a fucking old I, guy. I was Fuck like, him. I was like, David, Dave Brubeck was still alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that was my reaction. It's like the that. Abe Vigoda syndrome, right? I was like, oh, listen to this today. Well, you man, know, the, yeah. the gentleman was almost ninety years old, was he not? I think ninety-two. I, I yeah. believe. Yeah. I got some Dave Brubeck in like future retraction of records, and I listened to it once and. I've never listened that's, to it again. That's pretty old. Just to say, like, oh, I well, know what that sounds like. Anyway, I better introduce you. Uh, Rob, you are one-third of Wax Eater, the excellent band that we just played a song from, and that there was a part of our uh, fact-check segment that you're, you're, you'll hear all about. Yeah, we, we made sure to send our apologies and, and make sure we you know, yes. corrected what was needed. But the, the heinous Ashley Litke nurse, not EMT. Yeah, well, <laughs> Let's not get into it again. We'll call it a communication breakdown more than anything else. But yeah, Rob, we're here to we're here to move forward. All right, not look back. Oh, we're blooming, here to make new mistakes. Okay. We're here, yeah, we're here to like step on new toes. All right, blooming Tucky's finest. Blooming Tucky? Am yeah. I saying that right? I'm sure I'm not because I have my track record is like zero wait, for is, three. Apparently, wait, is that a real town that you live in, Blooming Tucky? Oh, that's what I had at Thanksgiving oui. this year. <laughs> Hello, blooming. Hey, oh, folks. Yeah, we go we go with Kentucky, Anna. The region uh, nestled right in that sweet, sweet Ohio River Valley, where the uh, where the ball sweat fills the Ohio River. <laughs> Tasty. <laughs> I swam in that. Yeah, and <laughs> that part a, of the Ohio. Uh, it, it's right. so it's, it's so named because you guys are a band that has people from two very specific sort of regions, but they're very somewhat close. And you you have your uh, Sons of Anarchy style. Uh, motorcycle jackets and whatnot, and like with normal, I believe, right? That's normal. Yeah, oh, it's normal. Although uh, to <laughs> most of the un- <laughs> to most of the unwashed masses, it's hey, what's that weird Garfield? Uh, <laughs> it's normal. The most annoying character, purposely yeah. most purposely annoying character in Garfield. I I got the subtlety of of the the joke and reference, sir. I feel like it was less that. I think people try to find a reason, like so why normal, and they want to break it down, like oh, it's the most annoying character, and. I don't know, I, well, I don't know if that's supposed to be like, we're the most annoying dudes, which is certainly not true. But I, it was really just, I couldn't sleep one night, and I was like, yo, who the fuck owned Normal? 
because I got to thinking about it. Yeah, have and, the Jim, uh, Jim who's, da- has Jim Davis come at you with his people yet? Yeah, uh, like who's has the rights to know? Oh, notoriously um, litigious yeah. estate of Jim Davis. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, they are notorious. Yeah, well, hey, well, Jim Davis and I fellow Indiana residents, so, you know, there's probably oh, some okay, uh, so kind you, of leeway there. Little kinship. Uh, but I laid up, I, I was thinking, who, who owns Dermal? Because it was not Sean's cat. I was like, who's fucking cat is this? Because it was only around sometimes. And uh, so I Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh now I see what you're getting. I see what you're asking here. Yeah, yeah, no. Who in the comic owned that damn cat? Maybe it was just a, maybe that was the feral cat of the like of the neighborhood. Yeah, you know? you're right. He, normally, but just, just, kinda, just very good natured, despite he, the hard luck that yeah. he'd suffered. He's very at large. He's just a cat is around. He's just like yeah. Well, right. I looked it up on on that internet, like um, people that with internet. phones do, and they, uh, the Wikipedia page they had a Wikipedia page of uh, Garfield characters, and it was like a paragraph for John, a paragraph for Garfield. A smaller paragraph for Odie, and then like <laughs> six paragraphs for Normal. Like, well, what in the hell? Why is Normal's entry so much longer than everyone else's entry? <laughs> and then <laughs> I got it into my head. Fetishists. This idea that being obsessed with Normal was way funnier than being obsessed with any other member of the Garfield cast. Uh, I'm, su- so I'm surprised. That- I'm surprised Odie got such short shrift, honestly. I mean... What are you going to say about Odie? He did not have a lot of depth. He doesn't understand anything. That was uh, one of my family dogs growing up was Odie. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very original dog name. (laughs) Should be proud of yourself. Buried him just about a year or two ago. Oh, sorry. No, that's fine. It was timely when you did it, though. Way to take it somewhere dark, calls. This song's about my dead cat. <laughs> have you seen? Uh, have you guys seen? Have you guys seen Garfield without Garfield? Yeah. It's oh God, it's genius. fucking it's brilliant. Pretty amazing. Anyway, so normal extra long Wikipedia entry, right? Okay. Yeah, and I just thought, man, Jet. you know what's really funny to me Jet. is the idea Jet. of somebody being that into normal, and so I decided that I was going to be that into normal. <laughs> awesome. That's that's, and that's yeah. why a bold decision, my friend. It's good to have a directive and just, follow it. It, it. it confuses people while simultaneously. Putting us into actual physical danger uh, <laughs> for wearing what are essentially gang colors. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was going to let you go ahead and, and talk about that because that was my first thought. I was like, wow, if I was in an actual biker gang and I saw that, I would probably try to kick those guys' asses. So well, how's that going for you? I've only been in, well, when we're on the road, we've only been in two situations where we felt uncomfortable wearing them. One was this summer in Buffalo where some disgusting looking he looked like ICP's dad uh, <laughs> you know and he Juggalo dads are the worst yeah ju- Juggalo dads son you don't know fucking nothing about rainbows here <laughs> yeah it was like he was like a Juggalo with none of the face paint but add 10 years and keep all the piercings you know uh, what I'm saying like ponytail yeah. yeah. coming out of a beanie you know uh, what I mean ponytail coming out of a beanie that's an someone from El Cerrito is what you're saying that's an archetype yeah. of unpleasantness right there. <laughs> and the dude started very loudly kind of talking to his buddies about us while we were four feet behind him in line at this, like, uh, steak sandwich shop at, like, three in the morning. And it turned to me and was like, are you guys striking for the wackiness? I was like, ugh, striking is an actual biker term. Uh-oh. <laughs> and <laughs> so we were like, yeah. And yeah, we're striking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he wasn't wearing a vest, so fucking. Yeah. We fuck were the ones who had the nuts to go out there and do it. Yeah. Exactly. In Cincinnati, when we were uh, 
on the road with Steve V of uh, Blacks and <laughs> everyone in the world having a story about him, fame. The infamous Steve uh, V. Yes. Steve V. <laughs> you said it, not me. Uh, and <laughs> he, he was wearing one of our vests while he was on the road playing bass for us. And I guess in Cincinnati, some guy yelled at him and called him the F word, you know, Ooh. the gay people one, and was like, Where's your bike, S word? And he was like, uh, we need to take these off tonight. And I was like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I demur. Yeah, that might not Normal. be a bad idea. No. Normally it's just good natured older dudes while I'm at the airport being like, oh, uh, yeah, like what, uh, what kind of bike? Like what? And they'll ask me about it. I'm like, if you know enough about motorcycle clubs to know what the patches represent, but you don't know enough not to fucking ask questions. Yeah, it seems like a <laughs> foolish. A, yeah, bizarre uh, sort of canyon of lack of knowledge there. Yeah, where it's just like I know what this is, but I don't know what it means. So you uh, had so you had Steve playing bass for you on a tour, and Matthew's been from Powerlifters both times I've seen you guys. He's yeah. used to been playing bass, but you wanted to make it, and we we again the fact check segment. We mm -hmm. mentioned you'll hear it later. We have a whole drop and everything. We play it way too many times. <laughs> yeah, it, way too many times. <laughs> and I but can't play it for you right now, but again. believe me, it's uh, yeah, it's. It, I like to imagine that you guys argued for as long about what the drop should sound like as you argued about what it should be called. I would say that me trying to find the drop took longer than the actual segment, which is is going to make for some very compelling internet listening. But I think you could... We're really throwing the timeline out of whack right here, talking about things in the past that you will hear in the future. <laughs> so we should be careful yeah. with that. So you could see where people might get confused on you mentioning that Elliot... Elliot is Wax Eater's bass player, period. That is... Yeah. He, you know, is still writing the stuff with us. He's still recording the stuff with us. And he still plays when we play when we're kind of based out of home. Like anything... The kind of guidelines he laid out for us was like any show within a four-hour radius, he could probably make work. But you know, he had his baby. Sure. Uh, because mm -hmm. the electrocution, I think, reawoke his sperm that were dormant, and uh, then were shocked <laughs> back to like Frankenstein's monster style. That and was at Beerland that happened, right? That was uh, yeah. in Austin. That was uh, with the aforementioned Ashley Litkey, who oh, saved yeah. his life, and that's hence the T-shirt you have with the American flag I, that I wear all the damn time. He does. Yeah. Well, and side note, best comment about that T-shirt ever. Somebody asked us, "Hey, do you have that American flag shirt with a tampon on it in March?" <laughs> awesome, <laughs> fucking awesome. That, nothing like some visual humor for the internet. But yeah, what, what he's okay. referring to is that there, there's a it's a surge protector, a, a, oh, yeah. a power strip. Yeah, we described it in the right. last podcast. Uh, which, <laughs> well, devotees will note. <laughs> yeah, long DVD time DVD. you can't stop the signal. <laughs> Customers yeah. slash listeners will remember from a previous episode that. Yeah, so that and it's a very it's a it's a very striking image, and then you're like, oh wait, why is there a? And it makes sense yeah. because it was the faulty electricity in Beerland that almost claimed yeah. its life. Yeah. Faulty Didn't electricity so, in America. As a, as five people at this point, tattoos can tell you, you cannot kill the chill. Fair <laughs> enough. Too chill, too, too, too chill to die, man. Too chill. Just too yeah. chill. Uh, well, yeah, so he was unable to go on some of the longer trips with us, and we were unwilling to stop making the longer trips. So we kind of right. got his permission to have people just fill in with the knowledge on those people's side and his side. But it was like he was still the dude, but like we weren't in a position to let, you know, the sort of like, 
I mean, having the baby was awesome, but like we couldn't stop touring because of it. Right. Um, so he was fine with that. And I think he's already been talking about wanting to go on the spring break tour this year. So spring we break! Planned it all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Gonna jailbreak I mean, him, huh? For the spring break. That's a great. See, he's tall enough to hold the beer bong real high for us. So, uh, <laughs> Works out well for everybody. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, so, yeah, and, and at any point, if he can come on a tour, he's obviously the dude to go. But it's nice having a, what I like to think of as like a, a stable of bros that just know eight of our songs. Be like, hey, can you come on this? Are you free for this yeah, week? Yeah. 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 That's, a, that's kind of, a, it's almost like when Black Flag was touring without a singer and people would just like sort of jump up. Yeah, insane. because people know it. Like, we can't really do that because people only know the old songs and I can't rely on everybody to just jump up and do the new jam. Yeah, you know? and actually bass is probably a little, probably, that's probably a horrible analogy if you stop and think about it. Because <laughs> bass is totally different to, from vocals. Yeah, you, and, but I'm uh, glad you got there on your yeah, own. I'm just going to, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and get the jump on the retraction for next week. <laughs> I don't know, man. All bassists. It's a you can't stop the signal. <laughs> Fact check. Agreed. Did you see? Uh, did you see the Metallica movie? Because there's a pretty oh, great Jesus. scene where people just jump Have in ever. with Metallica and play bass real good. Yeah, that's you know. Spinal Tap Two. You're referring to? <laughs> that's funny. Me and Mona watched those like like back to back. We watched uh, Spinal Tap and and some kind of monster. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. If it was me, if it was my choice. I would say delete that. <laughs> fucking Lars's Viking grand uh, dad, dad. It looks like a fucking Gandalf, Norse Gandalf, motherfucker, with a goddamn long ass beard. Oh man, and he looks like so bummed out, like listening to their fucking rip off Godspeed You Rose. Black Emperor Kinda, jam yeah. or whatever. <laughs> I still call called the Hetfield slam when anybody slams the door all mad. That's good. And his insistence that they delete that. Yes, I would say delete. <laughs> delete I would that. say delete that. Delete that. So good. Uh, we and we say that we say in our band when we do things the, that suck, we, we absolutely use that reference. Yeah. As do many other bands, I'm sure, because it's pretty much the best lore ever. Like on the level of Spinal Tap, Mouse is on on point with that. I mean, you would be surprised at how many bands I've found out who have not seen it. Like that band sucks. I'm like. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what makes it amazing. You want to confirm that thought in your mind. Yeah, that's like giving yeah. a, that's like giving a gift to someone when you find someone that hasn't seen that movie. It's like, no, you're gonna want to watch you're this gonna movie. Love this. Like, I'm giving you a gift right now by telling you like, you want to watch it. Fucking when he was all like, <laughs> we should be careful because those are some litigious bastards. And they're like, we can't talk about. Fuck them. I think we can talk about a movie. Well, can we? Can yeah. say my it's... so my my uh, my friend Melanie used to live in uh, Lars's old place uh block from the great american musical and got all his junk mail like for guitar center and things yeah. along those lines <laughs> which is a story that would have no bearing whatsoever i think it's hilarious when when it like i can only work two hours a week but and i don't want anybody else working during the time that i'm not here <laughs> i want to be a part of this i can only do this yeah. for you know monday from 6 30 to 7 45 yeah. the moon is in the house well, of aquarius I, I swear to god if i'm not done with work by 1 p.m., I will get drunk. Like, why can't, I will be fucking wasted. Why can't I write that? I want to write that into my contract. Like, guys, I swear to Christ, I will be wasted if you do not let me work from 11 to 1, and that is it. I want to get paid my $14.8 million a year. But right. fucking A, if I have to work more than 90 minutes. You know, here's a fun story about Metallica that relates back to me, which is why I'm on the phone. Yes. Uh, to you, Rob Montage only for Wax Metallica Eater. stories. Yeah. Yeah. For uh, those of you just tuning uh, in to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, Sorry, please. continue with your story. We're, we're enraptured with ourselves as per normal. Oh, it's all right. It's normal. Uh, we... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
fucking normal. I got you know, and you know I'm you know Normal's Wikipedia entry is gonna have like at least five more hits after this podcast airs. <laughs> this is gonna blow up. It's it, it's the signal bomb, you know. Oh, it is. The signal bomb. That's good. All right, tell you. you I'm sorry. You can continue. Tell uh, your fucking story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Matthew, Matthew from Powerlifter and of uh, touring with us uh, was like contracted by some company to like design shifter knobs for Metallica because he uh, he like does illustrations and oh yeah, yeah really good ones actually yeah, yeah. He... and he shifter like, knobs like, like a merch company was like licensing Metallica's like brand to do like car shifter knobs, like custom hot rods. Oh, Jesus. So he designed these like four shifter knobs that were supposed to represent the four members of Metallica. And <laughs> which is funny because they are knobs, so yeah, <laughs> they got to head up on situation. And they were rejected because they were too creepy and scary. Wow. What? <laughs> they were too hardcore for Metallica. Oh, Metallica's got a family-friendly image to protect. You understand they that? They really right? do. Yeah. yeah. On their rat rods. <laughs> <laughs> Metal up your bum. You might remember that if, classic if song. My, if my two-year-old son that I skipped his birthday to get wasted and shoot a bear can't ride in my car, I don't want <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that guy had sex on that bear. Fantastic. Uh, you know that I cannot find that video on the internet anymore of them shaking that bear. I have tried to show it. It's a goddamn crime. I, I gotta say, I haven't looked for it in a while, but you, yeah, I'm gonna now. Fine now. I, I, I think, damn I think right. Somebody I got rid of it. <laughs> no, well, something's like that didn't happen. They didn't shoot that bear. It's an inside on. job. Like, did they? <laughs> yes, they did. Watch loose change. They it's don't... an inside job. <laughs> bear, okay. bear fucking is. Bear on top fucking is an unfair I feel like I heard you. I can't hear that well on this thing. But I'm sorry. I feel sorry. like somebody just said, oh, it's all right. I feel like somebody just said inside job. And I feel like that would be a great thing. Like if you die and go to heaven and like you have all those questions that like you want to ask, like, where's Jimmy Hoffa? Or sure. like, uh, you'd be like, was 9 11 an inside job? And he'd be like, no, 9 11 wasn't. But then you find out like something incredibly asinine and stupid is. <laughs> you were just talking about right. like, no. well, yeah, YouTube had a hand in taking down that video yes. yeah. yeah YouTube like, was an inside job dude Yeah no like Cat, Lowell Cats was an inside job <laughs> Yeah Shake that bear disappearing from the internet was <laughs> <to> the CIA. <laughs> Goes all the way to the top <laughs> That information is dangerous It's not really though. President Obama It's President Bearfucker all right, yeah, listen. Bear fucker. <laughs> That's good. President Bear would see or would not see a president. I would bear absolutely. Fucker. I would see the fuck out of a man called president, president Bear. President Bear fucker. My God, that's uh, incredible. I, I can go see. We, me and my buddy Kyle, have been tossing this joke band name around that we really want to use that we've been getting a mixed reaction on. Oh, that's great! Uh, yeah, get, that's, throw everything at us because we want to add a segment where we we do a would see, wouldn't see. Yeah, which. So but President Bearfucker is a woodsie, and and Rob, I think if we if us four would have a band, we would be President Bearfucker. I'm just gonna call President that right Bearfucker. Now. Yeah. President Bearfucker. Oh yeah. Uh, to be fair, I think Dave Barry was writing uh, columns in the '80s that had things like where he'd say something dumb and then be like, "I would definitely go see a band called," that, or "This would be a great name for a band." So I think fucking Dave. Barry? That's a good lineage. I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad Normal and Dave Barry have been such prominent <laughs> figures. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was born in the 80s, and I don't know what's happened since then. Do you so, know reference Dave Barry? I'm going to stick with normal Dave Barry. Todd Barry. Todd uh, Barry. 
and the first uh, season of Married with Children. But no, this this band name is a uh, is Bitch Cancer Widow. Wow, okay. I'm gonna let that sit on the table. Wow. I'm gonna walk away. It, ca- <laughs> it casts a long shadow. It, it really does. does. It, it does. does. It's, 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 that's it's a nuance filled band name. I feel like I might appreciate Bitch. it on paper, but I probably would not go. I feel like I would not. Depends, I, I wouldn't identify with the demographic of bitch cancer widow. If they were playing with President Bearfucker, I would be on. Board. I mean, I would definitely go see President oh, yeah. Bearfucker under any circumstances. Yes. No, that would be a great uh, tour poster. Just imagine the possibility. I wouldn't drive an hour to go see him, but I mean, if they were playing in town, if they were at the Starry Plow, <laughs> you wanted to stop and get a burger. <laughs> yeah, yeah the if story. they were a block, which is a hilarious joke, if you know where we live. They're at the Starry yeah. Plow. <laughs> Which <laughs> I'm sure the podcast listenership totally does because there's like three people listening to this. Oh yeah, Mouse's place. Yeah, Mouse. Oh yeah, it's like oh, a block from uh, yeah, Mouse and Neutron. Oh, they live right. like a block from the Stripe Plow. It's cool. You can hear the bark go by on the, on the mic. So speaking of bands and playing and things, you had a really awesome thing. I'm not gonna say happen. That you made happen. You played with yeah, uh, a very great band called Future the Left that we played a song from last week yeah. on a show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually got up on the, on that stage uh, two times, uh, once in Austin and then again in Dallas, because the, the weird thing is that like bands you like are also just dudes, and in this case, Absolutely. dudes and girl. Yeah, and it was like, I know a lot of people that will go see bands, and like, it was so awesome, but like, why don't you just go talk to them? Exactly, and that's, that's... And they're like, yeah. no. I was like, well, well fuck it, well, that's that. And, like, Jimmy, the uh, non-Falco guitar player in the Austin show, I was just standing up front. He just kept fucking with me. Like, he was, like, knighting me with his guitar and just, like, grabbing my head and yelling at me. You know, like you do with people in the front. Right, right. And Sensual. Uh, so, eventually, like, Sensual. he just kind of, um, like, at the very end, they, they were playing uh, Lapsed Catholics off the uh, last yeah, record. fantastic And they're song. like, yeah, this one's like, we're going to do the song for ten minutes. And... Like, they were just doing noise jam, and they just pulled me up and, like, gave me a guitar, and pretty sure I broke the input in on it because it stopped working. Uh, <laughs> well played. So, well, it was just like, it's a amplifone. Like, it was a piece of crap, weighed four ounces. Uh, and then Falco had me start rubbing the neck of his guitar on a floor tom, and I was like, this is pretty cool. Like, this is probably as good as it gets. Because uh, you're a big fan, the, uh, as am I. You're a big fan of Future of the Left. As are we. Oh, yeah. As are, as are all of them. Excellent fan. Excellent fan. Was a big McCluskey fan, and... Uh, I'm also a big fan of that band of uh, Future the Left, and they, they are, are all, all at, as you've inferred, they are they are all absolute sweethearts. I, I had the pleasure, oh, not yeah. not Victor and Associates, but my old band, uh, one of my old bands, one of my two old bands, uh, played a awesome show with them, and they were just, yeah. This, I, I really can't speak any more to the level of what awesome folks they are, other than the fact that oh, yeah. you know they make great music and they're great people. You know, it's great, great, possible, great combination. Like, two good things. They're, they're like a touring band that I've heard of that will watch the other bands playing. Absolutely. Can't say everybody. Yeah. And, you know, Jimmy, which is not, not to be undervalued. Yeah. Really <laughs> <is not>. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, Oh, oh. like, yeah, you said that I didn't say, pipe in, but it's like, Oh, that's awesome. I, right. I opened for a cursive like five years ago and I'm pretty sure they were hiding in a closet. <laughs> uh, for most of the show. That's funny. We actually went out drinking with cursive a while ago. By we mo- did. By mostly, with Virgin by, Islands. By, by mostly happenstance. Not that we were. Really yeah. We, we were there to hang with our buds in Virgin Islands and uh, yeah, cursive happened to be around. And they were quiet and relatively old. I mean, but nice. <laughs> I agree. As you'd expect. Quiet and relatively old. Would or would not see. I'm going to say would not. I would not see. Would not see. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
But you would go see PRF bands, and isn't that 90% of the PRF? No! You were correct, sir. Well, I'm so, excommunicated. Uh, <laughs> which wouldn't be that much different than how that forum treats Wax Eater now. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, one, of, one of the things, I, I, I enjoy Wax Eater quite a bit, and I, I, I think, do you find it a bummer that I don't think you guys get enough due in that world for whatever reason, so... I'm, I'm Ooh, it is a, it is a good thing I don't care. Exactly, yeah. it's ridiculousness. We, it's we're we're going to continue to do. Hey, they uh, they uh, they let us play the barbecue, and um, you know, which is which is absolute, yeah, a great. Those barbecues yeah, are always awesome. That's awesome stuff. Like the, and, I mean, yeah. like any community, there's nice guys and there's not nice guys, and it's like, man, I have a job. I can't. I have a job that I can't get on the board at. So, right. Well, and that was yeah, actually, and unfortunately, it was it was right around you guys' set that stuff started to go. Ran right that time, stuff started to go a little bad for the neutron. Let me tell That's you, because I'm not on the forum, and you guys talk about the forum a lot. Oh, like, you mean my only experience is from the barbecues where people are. Yeah, Mouse and I are the outsiders, but I understand. I understand this is quite a tale. Uh, yeah, and I'd like to point out that uh, him talking about things starting to go bad for Conan at the start of our set. This was 6 p.m. On <laughs> but to be fair, I had been seeing awesome bands and hanging out and and drinking, drinking and awesome uh, f- since Thursday. And, and Tony Ash from uh, from Trophy Wives actually was outside, but he was like, "I can't believe you're still standing. You're still so into like everything that's happening. I'm so tired." I was like, "Yeah, yeah." So I had that sort of like I was a little drunk, and, and you have that moment where you're like, "Oh." I'm doing good. Like, oh, I'm doing great. And then like, I'm fucking bulletproof. <laughs> like, I was at the I'm fucking bulletproof stage. And I thought it would be Which a, is shortly before the fucking I'm fucking wasted. Which I would be say I would be remiss in saying that I I was not fucking bulletproof because I I got a thing of whiskey which I started during you guys' and risk awards set. Oh, you got some bullet. Yeah. I thought you were bulletproof. So. And I'm mixing and matching, which I don't ever do. I don't even normally drink hard liquor normally. Yeah, it's but, a real rare occasion to see you drink liquor at all. Right. And there's a good reason for that. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, during, during Wax Eater's fantastic set, you know, I'm rocking out. I'm, I'm doing, I, I've got my little Corey Hart action going on. I got the sunglasses at night happening because I. Because <laughs> you were that bulletproof. No, because oh, I, no, I no, because no, I'm no, allergic no. to bright sunlight, actually. But, uh, you know, but, but I did make, make a big, a little bit of a spectacle of myself, which has since been both not mentioned publicly among that crew, but sort of grown into its own urban legend that I'm sure I'll, I'll end up fucking a cow by the end of, like, when it eventually comes back to me. Go ahead, Rob. There was a pretty excellent brawl in the middle of a set for what looked like absolutely no reason. Where it's like, <laughs> oh, all of a sudden people are mad at each other. Why are they mad at each other? Was there something inflammatory on the Twitter wall? <laughs> <laughs> Blew up and all of a sudden you're getting kicked out. And I was like, wait, what? Well, and, and did... And just to be clear, so I'm rocking out. I'm having a good time. I've got a line of like five beers opened up because I, you know, obviously there's never enough drinking. I want to make sure I didn't have to leave the, the stage area. Pink City Airplane. I'm there with Jeff Baltz rocking out. We're totally. I wouldn't even say it's really broish. We're just kind of like, yeah, we're fucking into this. You know, awesome. And I'm like doing my thing. I'm doing the claw in front of Jake Healy, and you know, I am generally an at-large presence. That I, for, for me, that makes for a better show. I didn't think it was annoying. I was also wasted, so I, I don't necessarily know if that's the case. But uh, this, also. Also, you're saying you don't think the thing you were doing was annoying. Right. Which I feel like how everybody's doing something. He's like, what? This isn't annoying? Why are you annoying? I'm not being annoying. I don't think it was annoying either, but I'm just saying. So Steve V, 
aforementioned Stevie, who did play in Wax Eater, uh, Stevie from Blacks was playing bass, and he decided he was Nick Cave's circa birthday party and kicked me. Very deliberately. Like, deliberately kicked me. And I was like, all right, I'm going to give that a pass. You know, that, that's, he's rocking out. He's having a good time. Cool. Right on. Music's good. And then he, he kind of body blocked me and jumped into the crowd in one of those numbers. And I was like, all right, all right, okay. Having a good time. Cool, cool. But he kicked me again. And in my sort of drunken lizard brain situation, I was like, oh, all right. Oh. This, now it's time to throw it. So I tackled him on stage. And which is funny, and later yeah, he was playing while he was playing. Here's the thing: everybody was like, "Oh, he's being an asshole." Yeah, fuck him. But they were worried. About the, the reason why I got ejected is because of the sound equipment, which I totally understand. But I also was never warned, like, "Hey, you know, you're at like 12, and we need you at like four right now." Like nobody. Yeah. And I would, I, I don't necessarily know if that's warranted, but being ejected was a bit much. Uh, mm. I get it. I, I understand, but I really I had no idea what was going on. Suddenly, I was like, well, "I'm being elevated. Oh, I'm outside suddenly. What's going on?" It was, yeah. it was all serious. I, like I was, rah, 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 rah. people like holding you, like, "Let me go, let me go." I'm just picturing the like, the, every like every dude getting kicked out of every show. It's and I'm not a guy that gets kicked out of shows. I'm the guy that like does the kicking out. You know what I mean? Sorry, uh, anyway, Rob, we got we got to get rolling here. We uh, we have got another another guest, but yeah, go go see what you were gonna say. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, well, just I'll I'll leave you on this. The best part of that set for me was not you guys fighting or oh, a couple of teenagers, but it was <laughs> Michael Marchant, aka Reverend Ever from If I Had a Hi-Fi, right. watching like he was about to spring like a cat because Steve was using his guitar ah. and he just sees Steve grabbing <laughs> her and you're cackling him and Michael's just like fuck man oh, no. my fuck my, my guitar. <laughs> Oh man, amazing! Hey, hey, that ties it all guitar together. Guitar unharmed, guitar unharmed, and luckily there was a wall for you to lean on outside of the uh, yeah outside of the venue. Neut- <laughs> neutron ego definitely neutron harmed. Wall. Neutron public yeah. acceptance level <laughs> definitely harmed. But I-, I made the appropriate mea culpa as I offered to pay for any damages. Turns out there weren't really any damages to speak of. You know, it's, it's well, a well. Hey, you have held your promise then. You paid the damages, which were none. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Rob, thank you so much for joining us, dude. Let's uh Fabulous. Let's, thank you, Rob. Let's do it again sometime. You know what? It was a it was a pleasure to once again barely talk to the two dudes that aren't Conan outside of the <laughs> Pleasure was ours, sir. Well played, sir. <laughs> only we were in a hot dog shop and we could take another photo while a bunch of families stared at us and wonder why we're swearing around our children. <laughs> It'll happen. I haven't seen that I'm photo. I'm sure it'll I happen again. I haven't seen that photo either. I have not seen that either. You should call Marissa about that. Yeah, Marissa took that. All right. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Gun. Take care, buddy. Word. Keep her breathing. Bye-bye. Bye. Rob Montage, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't know that, that story. That's interesting. Your PRF story. You got in a fight at the PRF, huh? Trying to yeah, take I, suckers Conan down. Conan was saving it for the air, I think. I was. I actually was going to try to tell it on live at the barrage, live from the barrage, but of course they won't fucking let me get a word in edgewise there. Uh, and it's unfortunately a very long, nuanced story. But th- there is a good payoff to it. And there- there's actually even more to it just than that. That's the summation of it. Summation of it, I was a drunken a- jackass. And actually the-, the bit, the high bit, was me doing station D's, and that's why I was like, Hi, this is Coda Neutron. And when I'm not busy being a complete jackass in a public forum, I'm listening to and then oh. their show. That's what that is from. And then they, of course, truncated that just to my my. I'm, I'm going to say my comedic catchphrase. It is a comedic. It catchphrase. is your catchphrase. <laughs> All right, you could get a shirt with the, just your face and the the high. I, I would nominate Musicoff's 
picture that he uploaded. Yeah, it is Ooh, that. It is totally the perfect. illustration. It's beautiful. Here's some uh, thoughts detecting machines.
totally. <laughs> nope. I like how you drew attention to the mistake. Thank you for doing that. That's super helpful. I actually didn't. You did. <laughs> right. It's called a bit. It's entertaining. Some pro radio here. <laughs> Some pro radio. I like how the iPad's all, and like it flips over. It's you all, can't Mer. stop the signal. It's like a cat, though. You can't really drop it. But you still right. But you really can. That was poster children with the floor. Well, when you drop it, it always lands. You know, Which luckily the iPad did not land on. <laughs> it's it breaks, but it, it oscilloscopes on its way down. And before that was uh, thought detecting machines. Thoughts detecting machines <gasps> with level machines. me out. And there's a reason why I played both of those great songs, and that's because we're gonna have the amazing Rick V from Poster Children, Salary Man, and the aforementioned thoughts detecting machines. Oh, man, damn it! On very shortly, thoughts detecting machines record at the store today. Along with uh, oh, you did? Yeah, Rasputin. Awesome. Rasputin actually has a you know fair to midland indie section in their uh, their records. At least the one here. They in do. Berkeley. That's yeah, not bad. It's uh, all right. Yeah. You can do. You can do worse. For sure, yes. Uh, <laughs> That's a, not exactly a ringing endorsement. Hey, Rasputin, want to yeah. sponsor I, us? I was gonna yeah, say, those, those hey, guys they're are not gonna, bad. Those guys you are going to jump right on board. Do you guys like punching yourself in the crotch? <laughs> you don't? Well, you want to do something better? Go buy records of Rasputin. Uh, I kind of enjoy punching myself in the crotch, to, uh, actually. Uh, navigate, so. uh, you like something to do between breaks between punching yourself in the crotch? Nope. Nope. <laughs> 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 I like to keep it uninterrupted, just cock punching. Keep on rocking. Nope. All right. Oh. oh, thank you for saving what, us what? from that. What's this? Oh my goodness! It's a phone call. It's a phone call. Hello. Is this Rick? <laughs> yes. Can you hear me? We can yes. hear you. Yes. Yes. You, yeah, you. you sound a little bit like you're coming from a garbage can, but we're fixing that on our end. Okay. Like possibly like a dog eating meat out of a garbage can. Rick, welcome. Welcome to you can't stop the signal. <laughs> welcome, sir. Welcome to a professional program. Yes, very professional. We we just played a uh, Thoughts Detected Machines song and another song from the last Poster Children record, uh, No More Songs About Sleep and Fire, which I've quickly come to realize in the recently has actually probably one of my favorite records that you guys put out. Wow, great. Yeah, and the Thoughts Detected Machines record is is pretty fantastic. That's uh, got some of the most amazing yeah, we've all been enjoying packaging that I think I've seen it's on a record. Neat and beautiful. Yes. And, yeah, it's pretty rad. And for those that haven't seen it, it it's kind of comes in a what do you call? Is there a word for that, Rick? The the type of binder that that's in? That's a. a... It's uh, it's called foam binding, like a hair foam. Okay. Foam, um, oh, gotcha. Because it looks yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Because it looks like a comb, sure. And and then of the many amazing things I like about it, the sort of almost about the author picture is a picture of you, but you yeah. look like that guy yeah like, I was totally i was totally cool i was like oh they got that classic picture and like no that's rick dude i was like oh shit that is rick <laughs> well great well that, that, that makes me feel good because i think what he's going for i i'm never sure you know I'm, I'm just aiming for a certain target i would be sure if i got it oh you absolutely did achieve the the look yeah, and was... specific kind of you know like manual-esque right. presentation and especially in a time where it's hard to uh differentiate just like a recording down to the receipt. It, it, it's Even a, the, it's the, a very, the receipt. Yeah, the receipt had like I felt like I bought something from American Science and Surplus. <laughs> great. Yeah, that was all. It's a very immersive. That was my. That was the, the big plan. Yeah, definitely. I spent a lot of time looking at old manuals, and I I can't remember what what computer it was, like a PC or something like that from the 
late sixties or early seventies and, and it it totally was that kind of thing where they had like some like psychedelic rock photographer but he was taking pictures of, you know, guys using computers. So it was it was that same kind of thing where it, it has a certain like you're used to like looking at rock photos and things like that, but then it's like guys wiring up computers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a level of attention to detail, which I, I really love about it. Absolutely, and, it, and it's it's it speaks like top to bottom with the quality of the music, the quality of the presentation, the fact that you made a fucking video game that goes with it. I mean, Jesus Christ, dude! <laughs> what are you trying to do? Yeah, trying to, you're, you're making us look like assholes over here. Come on, oh, these guys are just a band. They just make records. They make records and tour. Who gives a shit? Does he have a video game? Have a fucking nope. podcast. No one listens to. Bunch of jerks. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's just what I'm interested in. I'm interested in, in doing kind of all this stuff, so, and and there's always been, like, I used to argue with fans, like, oh, you should be doing this, you should be doing the design of your record, but I realized, well, no, not, not everybody wants to do that. It's just, that's just the way I am. Well, do you guys... Yeah, you guys did that a lot in Poster Children. I mean, I, re- I fully remember that. I think it was the Junior Citizen CD that was the first time I ever saw enhanced content. Like, you put the CD into your computer. Oh, right. I totally remember that. Yeah, that was right. And it launched out like a whole little Poster Children world that, that was very yeah. exciting. And, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, just kind of, uh, you know, I like, I like design. I like programming. I like the web, you know. So, I'm just going to be, I mean, my. End goal is to try to do stuff that covers everything that I'm interested in. And I'm just trying to find a way to do everything I like to do with in, in one big package, which will never happen. It's kind of like trying to find a unified field theory or something. It's like, oh, how am I going to do all the stuff I want in one kind of thing? So now I'm trying to figure out, oh, how am I going to do like live stuff with video and everything like that? And it's just it's, yeah, actually, yeah, I, it's true. You really have to make it easy for people these days. You know, oh, yeah. It's, it's, the, the amount of, of energy people will put into finding, discovering, or even listening to music is just, like, negligible at to be charitable. Like, it, it's... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the attention so, span... But I, mean, but I think the, the thing it also points to is you just have to re- be extremely interested in what you're doing to, to make it worthwhile, sure. though. And, yeah. and people will appreciate it on... On a smaller scale than what it used to be. Well, one thing I always but, admired about Poster but, Children and Salary Man and everything that you've been involved with, Rick, is that you definitely have, you can tell that there's that love to every stage of the process. And I think that shows through in the final product. Again, not to be too, like, you know, overtly praiseful. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean. But it was an inspiration, you know? It's like we like our band does these absurd packages and things and that's you know, I am not I'd be <laughs> I'd be a dick. A flat out dick. More of a dick than I actually am to not acknowledge the influence that that attention to detail had. And I'm sorry, I totally no, interrupted you, Evan. Go ahead. I... Please. But yeah, I mean that's the thing is is, is you, you, you I mean, there's, there's kind of multiple paths you can take. And so I think what happened early on was like, oh, well, that's what happened with that enhanced TV thing with Poster Children. It's like people at the record label were like, you know, there were some people putting out enhanced TV stuff, but they would hire somebody else. And they're like, oh, can you hire someone to do this? And they were like, no, why don't you do it? You do all this other stuff, you do it. And in, a, in an odd way, you know, that kind of, uh, that hands-off attitude worked in our favor in that we realized, oh, you know what, and, and then, I, well, I think we just kind of knew it completely, it's like, if, if there's some kind of idea that it's 
been handcrafted by the people who are, you know, it's not yeah, some kind sure. of large, sure. uh, sort of, um, but, like, I, I'm using the word professional wrong, but it's like, oh, you hire people to do this and hire people to do that. And it's like, oh yeah, it'll look really great and look really cool, but somehow the, the center, it, it doesn't ring through. Yeah, and but it all comes from the source that makes it a little more real. Yeah. yeah, and it may not be the most, uh, top level thing, but you can get there, but, you know, sometimes there might be a, like, oh, you know, that's, that's how I did that, but you make up for it in just sort of personality. I mean, you know, you, you think of, and I think of all the bands that I like, you know, and it's like, oh, the rough edges and the fact that, oh, it's not perfect and it's obvious that it's just them kind of ranting or doing what they do or just kind of, just trying to get this idea out there or these ideas out there. That, that to me is much more interesting than, than the kind of, Super polished, uh, multi, you know, sort of strong package development kind of kind of soulless almost, like yeah. kind of just yeah. lacks feeling and yeah, that's what it, to like, that's what, yeah, it makes it a little more real. There's more personality, and it all comes from the sort, you know, like. Like, yeah, like we picked up that 70s last night. It's like, oh, these are all hand Yeah, we saw, actually, yeah, last night we saw an excellent Oakland band uh, comprised of some compatriots and friends of ours named Minot, and the, the fella. Ben hand screens all their stuff, and they have they made this run of fifty seven yeah, inches. 50, yeah. They put out just for this mm-hmm. short little tour they're doing, and a mouse got uh, twenty seven, I got twenty eight, I think. And twenty four and twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> retraction. <laughs> did we're, we did a whole retraction uh, segment earlier? So if we, <laughs> you'll hear about it in the future, even though it was in our past. <laughs> Which creates some some linearity issues, but we're we're yeah, the time linear. We're dealing with them as best we can. Uh, right, right, yeah. That's, that's the whole thing about this digital world. It's it's totally messy. It's just kind of well, and and they made the, yeah. So they made, so Minot made this amazing seven inch, and it's all hand screen. It's beautiful. It's a gorgeous package. And even if you're someone that maybe like I don't know, you know, I still some stuff on the iPod or whatever. It's just some really cool looking seven inch, and it's this kind of thing that for me, mo- a lot of my favorite records have that level of notoriety and kind of value as art yeah, as, as a physical exactly. product and so it's what we yeah, definitely try to do with you know our our full length for sure as full retard as we went on it and yeah so so the downside is is that oh people, you're not going to make a lot of money selling an object a <laughs> musical object right but yeah. now since that object is not the commercial vehicle like the vehicle for commercialism it's actually going to become a uh a work of art, right? Yes, so it should be right. valued exactly. for something more than just, oh, this is the, you pay for this to get music. No, it's not that. It's, it's, you're, you're, you, you pay for it, but it's, it's much more, it's gotta be individual, it's gotta, you know, be exceptional, it's gotta be much more like, it, it moves much more towards the realm of, of art again. And so, I mean, that's where I, that's why I'm interested also because, you know, I teach and my students that I teach, they're all kind of like this, like people who do music and they do, video and they do uh, web stuff and they do all this kind of stuff and it's like trying to find um what you know your sort of creative voice and everything like that it's not really about the it, it, it's weird it's, it's, it's all of these kind of things are thought of as commercial things but they're really i think we're going back to the more kind of in an audio handcrafted uh you know individual you know numbered artwork kind of thing and and so in a way that's that to me is a good thing because now it's not just these generic boxes of stuff. It's like, oh, everybody has to make them independent, which is always been the case with, you know, independent music. And, you know, you you would always get, you know, there's like, you know, the records with one side that had 
are, you know, you know, etched. It's very artisan-like, yeah, almost. It, be, it becomes... As a, yeah, yeah. As a vinyl junkie, I can say I'm definitely in the, the packaging, and you get the nice, like, people that have... Again, that poster, children, right? That's, uh... No, sorry, thoughts are the future. The packaging, the level of detail that people will put into it, it's, it's, it's yeah, very nice, nicely appreciated on the on the consumer end, you know? And if you're a dude that's... Or, or a lady that's it's buying a record like that, you're gonna appreciate that level of, of thought that goes into it. And it, it makes for a better experience than having the... Oh, I'm clicking this button on the computer and hearing that music, and it doesn't There's mean a anything for me. Yeah, <laughs> here it is. Great, yeah. awesome. Put our heart and soul into yeah. it, and it's, there it it's, is. It's just a red rectangle. <laughs> Everything is peaked all the way out. <laughs> right, exactly. Fully, like just it all sounds terrible. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's going back to where where you know the, these experiences are are special again. So it's like we went to this kind of mass-produced experience with music and, and art and everything like that. But now, in an odd way, this digital world, it's, it's hit that mass production to a point where it's like the only way to be exceptional now is not, because there's so much stuff, the way to be exceptional is actually for something unique, you know, individual object. So in a weird way, it's bringing us back to the way music and the arts was before and it's technology oriented in a way, mass production. We've gone from the industrial era of art, you know, the teenage right. to pop music and pop art and all that kind of stuff. And now, in a weird way, the, the, the sort of hyper version of that is that, oh, you can just get musical products just without any object at all. That's great. But now, what people want is the object. They want something special. Right. They want a communication from the artist rather than all of these. And it's not for everybody. I mean, there, I think there's some acts and yeah. some bands that are disposable, especially these days, and they would not be well, they would not be well suited to to that sort of mentality. But I think for the world that you know, you and uh, you know, Poster Children come from, and you know, Fugazi and Shellac and Gang of Four, and I get that. Well, maybe, Gang of Four definitely. More arts. <laughs> they, they went for the, maybe Gang of Four wasn't the best. They, example, they went for but... the ring. They did at one point, and it wasn't pretty. They also went for some pretty terrible production choices on some of those '80s records. And I yeah, firmly yeah, contend yeah. that "We Live as We Dream Alone" is a fantastic song, buried by atrocious, like literally atrocious production, uh, which and actually could be a whole segment. But it is... yeah, and so it's very easily. I mean, you, you, get, you can get distracted by the spectacle or whatever, right? So, it, you know, to be fair to those guys, I think it's just like, oh, wait a minute, you know. It, well, that's just, it just always happens. You know, revolutionary ideas or punk rock or whatever you want to call it just co-opted by, you know, commercial interests. And so, again, like what you're talking about, is making something at last. It may not be a profitable thing or that, but if you kind of speak at the core, you know, I'm, I'm making this and. I, I want to make it the way I want to make it, as opposed to, oh, well, you're supposed to do it this way, do it that way. At least when you're on your deathbed, you're not going to look back and see, oh, wow, I, I made a bunch of um, generic, you know, six-pack cans of soda. You know, exactly. I made yeah, no, these individual yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah, I may not exactly. have made any money doing it, but at least <laughs> I, I feel like I, I did something that, but I that I'm proud of. So, yeah, and at well, the at the end of the day, you you leave the world a better place than when you came in, which I think is kind of the, the point. Sorry, I I, yeah. I have what I can only assume is a bill collector calling me on the on the, on the other line, which is. But we're not going to put him on the show. <laughs> it's yeah, more important not. that we have you, Rick. We're not bouncing over. Fuck that. We're not taking that collection call. <laughs> but no, to get back. No, but uh, yeah, to get back to what you're saying. 
professional it, it, program. It's professional broadcasting. The, uh, the, the cycle of the music, like yeah, like I said earlier, like the more artisanal selections. You know, people are starting to get like yeah, people are actually getting back to. And I think that you know the people that are that are buying records, buying vinyl, you know, like like really are the kind of people nowadays that like actually really except the you know like oh wow oh, for sure yeah, yeah. yeah um no and it's 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 cool and interesting in your case because i mean at the in the early part of poster children i mean you guys were signed and and pushed to some degree at least and it's cool that that you i mean i think that crashed and burned a lot of people in that era and i think it's really cool that you still obviously have such the passion is not for just it, it's about the music and it's about you know, putting like a whole visual product with it that is like it's like a piece of art that you're approaching it legit. They throw the word around artist for musicians and right. and not even quite musicians a lot. <laughs> yes. But you're approaching it in a way that they, is legitimately like art, artistic. And uh, and you will Whoa. have when you, you when you look back at the tail end of life at all these things that you did, you'll be proud of them, and you know that they will be a reflection of like of your actual personality and your actual vision, and not just. Like, oh, this was, uh, you know, they were playing Ska this year. And so I'm, <laughs> this is a record of me doing that or whatever. Um, yeah. And so we, we kind of made a conscious decision at some point that we were going to kind of, we were, you know, it was like, okay, we're, we're going to be on a major label. But and actually that situation is just because we, we had a contact with an independent label. And, but we, and we couldn't get out of it without a large chunk of money. So it, in a way, you know, not to, I mean, we were willing to do it because it was, it was a good time to do that kind of thing, but we, we kind of made a very different time. decision. Yeah. yeah, it was just like, oh, well, let's just make sure that we are able to survive. We thought about what happened after because there are already, you know, there's so many stories. I mean, I guess it was just that we had talked to people and there had been some evidence beforehand, even though when we were signed to a label, it was right at that time where, you know, the indie bands that got signed would wind up selling a million records, which is weird. But previous to that, it was like, oh, an indie, indie band was signed to a major label, and they would be destroyed. And right. so we were aware of that narrative. And even though there was a slight blip in the radar where that wasn't true for a year, maybe, or two, right? <laughs> <laughs> and even then, you would say, oh, no, well, actually, even like those fans that sold a million records, they got destroyed too, right? So that's just, you know, and that's, the overall sort of commercial music narrative, I guess, is that, oh, they're going to destroy you. Right? Yeah, at some point, so you will we, be destroyed. We were, right, and we were aware of that. Narrative. It is a machine and to grind you up. Like, yeah, so we kind of made decisions that were like, oh, okay, well, we'll do this, but let's make sure that we can remain intact after it. Right, so when... No, Which you did, and, and you, kept, yeah. you kept being yeah. a band afterwards, and as I alluded to earlier... Upon and I, to to be clear, for open disclosure, I listen to the Poster Children discography regularly, and in fact, the Poster Children listserv, and, and also one of the only bands that to show they have a very nerdy demographic, the Poster Children had a a, a message. Uh, I sound it's, I sound like I'm a thousand years old talking about this, but like you emailed each other on this listserv. Like you, you, I know you two are familiar. Maybe the yeah, listeners, yeah, I know what a listserv is. Listeners <laughs> there be. May not know of this. No, I know the poster children. There was this thing called email, and (laughs) and uh, I I met a lot of people that are I'm still stone cold friends to to this day because of that listserv and because of that community that grew around that, like bands that I toured with, uh, bands that I loved, some really great, great, amazing people. And what what was notable to me is that the poster children always had a very smart audience. And to me, you guys had very smart music. Now, you could say, okay, Talking Heads have a very, it's very smart music, but 
I've also seen some people that are really into talking heads that are kind of dullards. Let's let's be clear about that. And I don't think I've ever met anyone that wasn't into poster children that wasn't me like, oh, you're awesome. You know who poster children are? Like you're wearing like, you know, whatever, a copyright your DNA shirt. And I'm, I'm like, I just, I know that like this person's going to be stone cold awesome. It's probably very creative and doing awesome things. And I can't, I honestly. That's how I feel about juggalos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that's more just a question that we never got beyond our, you know, sort of poor fans. <laughs> you know, it's like at some point you become, some bands, right, become, because I love talking heads, and so I would love them if only 10 people like them. I, 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 exactly, and I, to be clear, I too, I adore talking heads. I'm not, that's not meant as a diss to talking heads. I just know some real duller talking heads fans, so. But what, what, I mean, what Rose has always called this is, is she, she divides people up into music lovers and music haters. And so it's like, you know, the music haters are the people. It's a very extreme view. It's not my view necessarily, but it, it's a way of kind of abstracting this out in that, oh, there are people who really, really love music. They're really into it. Usually you become, mind up becoming a musician, right? Um, but exactly. you're way into it. And then there's, there's everybody else who's kind of has a superficial relationship. It's more like, oh, I was thinking of talking heads. Oh, I'm I'm going to buy this hat at Target. I'm going to buy this hat at Urban Outfitters. It's, it's <laughs> exactly. more part of. I mean, that's where I buy my hats. Everyday <laughs> life. Yeah, and so you, it's it's already when you're talking about people who who care deeply, there's there's already something wrong with you, right? You're you're already obsessed and you just a certain way, and you don't quite understand why other people don't take this stuff as seriously as you do, right? Right. And right. so the problem right. is, is that yeah, it, it, it's hard. Well, I don't know where I'm going with it, but I, I think that's what it is. It's that you know, you, you have that core group of people, that core community, you know, that loves an artist or loves you know some music or loves a band, and and it's like once it gets beyond that, that's where all the problems start um, right. or can start. I mean, you can. I mean, the thing is, is some some bands and some artists, some politicians, whatever, some people, you know, get a large crowd of people around them that are devoted that aren't complete, you know, superficial jerks, but that's really hard. It's harder and harder to manage that, you know, kind of, you know, quality community. I guess it's just, it's, it's just, it's about community, right? And so it's hard to control a community that becomes more than, you know, a small community. Yeah, more than what you are. By name. So that's what's weird for me is like, you know, when I, when I put out this record, you know, it's like, I knew most of the names of the people who bought it. <laughs> right, yeah. You, 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 you oh, know okay. these names, you've seen them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you're friend, maybe friends with them on the internet. No, Maybe no, some of them have asked you to sing backup vocals on one of their records. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's, it's, so, but that's what's great about this, this, this digital realm. It's like, oh, okay, it's, it's really hard to make money, make a living, be an artist, anything like that. Fine, but it, it's so much better that you can communicate. And I think that was what you were seeing early on with the listeners. And that's what happened before, you know, the web, which, you know, with fan views and, um, you know, the scenes, local scenes, you know, punk scenes, the hardcore scenes, you know, regional scenes. That's what, that was already there in, in punk rock, indie rock, whatever, you know, and now, uh, the web enables that on, on a much larger level. So at least you, you're able to communicate with those people so much better. So I think that's just what we were seeing early on. And, and we knew, and it was like, oh yeah, you know, this, we realized at some point it was much larger than us. It was kind of like, oh, what would be great if, if these people, yeah, and you start yeah, to understand like, your own por- your own like spot in the narrative, you know. Right, right. 
So what can go wrong is if you, you know, like, you're like, wait a minute, these people are, are talking about stuff that's not me. You know, you're off topic. It's like, well, no, that's fine. And it reminds me of something that Mike Watt said in a documentary. And as the podcast that opens for Mike Watt, <laughs> I feel it necessary to, to mention that it was Mike the Watt Mike specifically. Watt yeah, the podcast that opens up for the Mike Watt podcast. Sorry. <laughs> so, and he mentioned it about, you know, for, you know, with the Minutemen and whatnot. In, in punk rock, it was, it was about the idea that you took turns being on the stage. You know, it wasn't like there's this yeah. disconnect between, and sometimes literally, like you're, you know, you're at the show, and we will, of course, we've all yeah, been we've there. We've all played those shows. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's you guys and the other bands, and you're literally taking turns being on the stage, and maybe there's like one or two other people, but the idea being that you're taking turns being inspired, hopefully. Creatively, and hopefully, yeah, that's your best case scenario. Which, as we mentioned in the first episode, as the general tour wrap up can go, can definitely go either way for sure. But you take your turns, inspiring and being inspired when when it's done right, and that's something that I, I've always felt you guys had a really good handle on that, and uh, you know, a few a bunch of other bands. Have, and for it's amazing, and like I said, hammering back on that point of. Everyone I know that ever's been in the poster tour has been really awesome people doing creative things. That sometimes it literally is a taking turns kind of thing, and I think that's interesting. And I won't say that you guys have been edited out of history, but I don't think you guys have really been given your your due. And I feel the same way about Steel Pole Bathtub in a totally different way. And we're gonna talk to Mike about that when we have him on on the next episode. I'm telling you right now. Don't spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> but I don't care. Yeah, you. I'll, I'll. But Poster Children <laughs> actually, awesome. you, uh, you guys played together. Yeah, they did some touring oh, yeah, together. Yeah, and one, yeah, one of my yeah, favorite of of, of, of uh, Rick Rick's bandmate and wife Rose, who I would say top three tour diary keepers ever, <laughs> uh, had some yeah. pretty amazing. I read one once. Yeah, and so let's do, really can you can you speak to that a little bit and let the rock nerds that are listening know about that? Because you guys were in a bus, right? That was like a whole. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. We, uh, oh, that was a long time ago. We were talking about, like, at least 15 years ago. So, but yeah, they, they, they had seen us, we had played this awful, this is actually a good lesson in terms of, you know, even the worst experience can have good things happen. And so, um, this is actually one of those, those weird major label things where it was like, oh, play a radio show. So we used to have these shows where it was like, oh, bands would play for a radio station for free. And it's like, oh, okay. We're going to drive, to, I can't even remember where it was, like Ohio or something, and play the show for this radio station that doesn't play our music. Or maybe play our music sure. you know, at midnight on Sunday, right? Which, to our younger and, listeners, it was a thing that used to happen. Radio stations thing. used to yeah. play music. There used to be radio stations, there used to be uh, outdoor concerts. Yeah, no, it, but it, it's, um, and so we really, but, and we always would say no. It's just like, no, this is going to be terrible. We have no, you know, this is one of those it was commercial alternatives that, Era, and it was just like, no, it doesn't stop. And he's like, oh, we open up for faith no more. And we're like, okay, well, we'll be in front of a large number of people. And we get there, and it turns out, oh, no, somebody's rearranged the schedule. Beautiful bathtub, though, was opening for faith no more. And so uh, we wound up playing much earlier in the day, but the beautiful bathtub guys saw us. And they were in the same boat. You know, it was just like, oh, why are we here? And so right. we met them, and we were all kind of commiserating, why are we in this weird, creepy, kind of world where, you know, radio people who have no, absolutely no idea who we are, and an audience that doesn't care who we are, but they're going to still try, you know, and that's the thing is, I remember 
when I when I would go see a show and, and something weird would happen, like a band that I just kind of blew my mind that was opening for this, you know, like, well, it happened, it happened with me with, with Peter Gabriel. I went to see Peter Gabriel when I was in high school. So, and, and he had the stand that opened up, and he actually had to come out, uh, it was like a new age band, and I, I wish I knew who the stand was. He came out before they played and said, hey, I like to stand, be nice to them. Because all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, Peter Gabriel the with the bro things. move. That's a, that's a, that's an awesome. Right. Well, this was, this was, you know, the, the, the security shock the monkey fist. It was right before he got super, super big, but he was starting to get commercial, but, and, but he still had like the Genesis people. And so it was like, there were like fog rockers there. But, you know, this was a band that had like a, a 40 gallon steel drum you know, like a, a oil drum on the stage and somebody was sitting it. And it was just like, I was watching this and I was like, oh my God, what the heck is this? You know? And so I kind of always kept that in the back of my mind. Oh, this, this band, like, uh, this beautiful bathtub down in front of a bunch of, you know, high school kids who were expecting to see, you know, just a generic rock show. And they saw something, you know, two or three of them saw something here that could, you know, send them off on her attack. So that was the way I would survive through these kind of things. But, Anyways, long story even longer, we met Seal Cole Bathtub and commiserated about how awful this, this show was. And then, you know, a few months later, I can't remember who they were supposed to deal with in Europe, uh, dropped out and they called us up and said, hey, do you want to come along? Oh, and wow. Do you want to go to Europe with us? Okay. Yeah. And we said, sure. And they said, okay, we even do it. Because they were, and a lot of people, and, and again, we're getting real into Steel Pole Bathtub geekery. Of which Mouse and I are, are huge Steel Pole Bathtub yes. fans, but uh, they—I mean—they were bigger in Europe than they were here. Like here, they definitely oh, yeah. had their pockets of extreme support in you know SF and Austin, Seattle, whatnot. But they were legitimately a pretty big band for a while in in Europe, or or decently Overseas. big anyway. No, noted. Yeah, yeah. the money's made. Yeah, definitely, definitely more well known, you know, there than here. And so, yeah, so we wound up going on the sixties. Crazy and so cool with them um, through Europe, all of Europe, basically. And yeah. what do you want to know about it? Do you want to know something about it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, sorry, I guess I'm asking these like terribly open-ended questions that have no real. It's just, I mean, the whole thing is just fascinating to me. And, and, was it fun? <laughs> you know that thing you did, man? Yeah, that was great. No, that's but that's that's pretty right. No, but that's, see, that's still great though. Like that speaks, you know, like it gives you know, the faith. I'm sure that still. I hope that still happens. You know, like you know, an awesome band that like has been given their bump. You know, like sees another band sure. that they really appreciate, and then can get like, hey, shit, you guys want to go on tour with us? And you're like, it'll be fun. You know, like <laughs> keep hoping that might be a thing yeah. that happens. <laughs> yeah. So we we I mean that that was you know we, I don't think we had ever been on tour with another band that we liked for that long, and then. Close quarters, so we were all in a bus together. So it was right. like twelve or thirteen people in a bus. So wow. you know, you think of a bus tour, and you think of like like a kind of like rich rock and roll lifestyle. This was not that. It was basically like you were stacked up like cordwood and in these bunks and everything like that. It was, it was as as punk rock as you know going in a bus can be. Sure. <laughs> it was more yeah. like you know, like oh, I. Not, not, uh, you know, four people in a bus and everyone has a, a room and a shower and, you know, that kind of fantasy life. It was definitely so, and so in the past, we had had to deal with just, you know, I would have to deal with four other people, but, you know, everybody in my band and then the sound guy maybe. Whereas now it's like we were dealing with 12 other people on a bus and it, it, it's really crazy. It's, it's, it's a weird, it's, 
experiment in human interaction. It's kind of, you, you become a weird, almost like a cult. You know, totally. You totally. Are, right. you There's are people inside or, inside the bus and outside the bus. Yeah, exactly. The lines yeah, are drawn. You have that, you have that when you're a band, it's like three or four people, but when it's like, Oh, for sure. It's the only some for us. It's like the only thing that sustains us as yeah, a band yeah. most of the time when stuff's it's going our, rough. Our <laughs> <world>. <laughs> yeah, and I'm it's sure that's kind of weird when all of a sudden you know it's like when there are like three or four of you walking down the street. That's fine, but then when it's like twelve of you walking down the street in the middle of the night in a foreign country, and you, you actually kind of you feel the weird kind of power of and energy of that, where it's like I have no connection to this place. We're just like little pieces. You know, kind of, uh, ne'er do well. You know, that was the thing that they, they, you know, they did. Totally. No, totally. Almost totally. Like, like a, like a very nerdy gang in its way. Yeah, no, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We're exactly. looking for the pizza place. We're shining in with you. We had, we had Rob Montage from Wax Eater on a little earlier and he was, he was talking about, they made, uh, you're familiar with the show Sons of Anarchy, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they made these incredible Sons of Anarchy motorcycle jacket, like motorcycle club style jackets that have Nermal, the cat, on them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and he was just talking about some of the hijinks that, of course, ensued from that because they're, they're, there's those kinds of dudes. Um, and I, yeah, yeah. Biker related altercations. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's sort of, I've always felt that, that the people that are into music, there's a certain power that happens when you get a bunch of people that are music people quote unquote air quotes together that you know it, it starts to feel different the more you get and the more you, you get awesome yeah the farther along you get, you get yeah, yeah. so yeah. i mean i guess that's fascinating to me just thinking about these two bands that i'm a huge fan of you know i'm sitting there in my cubicle <laughs> reading <laughs> these these totally. tour diaries and I'm like, oh, that sounds fucking awesome. Like, that must be the best thing ever. Even if nobody showed up, that must have been the best thing ever. <laughs> so it's the reason we tour. <laughs> exactly. No, totally. And even write tour diaries. I think I even met, told Rose this, that one of the reasons why I write tour diaries, period. There's two reasons. And Andrew their Rollins. names are... <laughs> uh, uh, Mike Watt and Rose. And, like, and, and that just shows the kind of pioneering that you guys did. And what some of the pioneering you guys did is Radio Zero is one of the first podcasts I can think of, period. And you guys still do that that podcast, I know, because I've heard it. Kind of. Yeah, we haven't done one since July, but we should be maybe we're, we're on we're starting our break next week, so maybe we'll take one for the break. But, but it's like you guys were almost, it's like the pioneers who got scalped sort of situation that you almost were on the podcast. Yeah, too soon. yeah you, they were on the podcast tip and it's a, it's a great podcast. It's super entertaining, but it almost was before people were ready for podcasting. I mean, not the core people that are like the poster children people or like, you know, whatever the super uber nerd people, but for those people who listen to the radio. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, they listen to podcasts. That's just the, uh, the, that's, that's just the story of our lives, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Always ahead just of the do, curve. Just doomed to be a visionary, I, mean, I, I guess, I, I right? Do, <laughs> I do feel like we, we kind of came around at the wrong time. I think if we were, you know, started as a band 10 and 20 years later, everything would have been in place, you know, for us sure. in terms of, you know, just using the web and using all that stuff. I mean, and just because of our backgrounds, it was kind of obvious, you know, what to do. So, I mean, for me... Yeah, but if you came around 10 years we, later, would, would all of that been there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think so. I would have. Yeah, I, I honestly believe that. I mean, I I think that's the one thing. Again, what this idea of being uh, a 
pioneer or originator or the first or all that kind of stuff, I think it's being destroyed by the web. And totally, the reason, totally. I mean, in the past, that, that could work because it was like, oh, you know, oh, Andy Warhol was the first pop artist. No, 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 that's not yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, he had the momentum and the, the, the PR and, and all that going on, right? And so in the past, there were these ways of kind of gaming the system to, or, you know, totally. he, he got his ideas from like, somewhere. I mean, as long yeah, as you agree that Elvis is the first rock and roller, I mean, we're all right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so it's easier to force those narratives, you know, that narrative totally, of, totally. of the pioneer, the person who's there first. And, and the reality is, is that, oh, you know, and, and then for a fact, it's like, I'll come up with an idea for like an art project or something like that. And then it'd be like somebody else who's got to come up with that idea. And you see that all the time. And it's the, the sort of the progress of humanity or innovation or whatever is it's much more much less about, you know, individual innovators as it's, it's kind of a, a really a, a flow or a wave. And and so, it, you know, for like the podcast, it's just obvious that, oh, we're, we're not on tour, we want to talk to our fans, how are we going to do that? Oh, we'll put it up online, we'll just have a conversation sure. up online. Right. Yeah, and, and, and it's just and, like whoever wants to listen to it can listen to it, and whoever doesn't can not, not. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with the tour diary, it was like, oh, people were doing tour diaries in fanzines, and so it's like, oh, well, right. why, you know, we're not going to print fanzines anymore, you know, we're not going to be a fanzine, so we'll, oh, we we'll just put it up on the webpage. <laughs> and it's like, that's, that's just obvious stuff, it's like obvious. Well, it's obvious to you, but but here's the thing, it's obvious to you because you're very sharp. And I, I hate to break this to you, Rick, but there's a lot it's of... It's a bummer to realize this, but not everyone is. Yeah, not every... And, like, I'd like to think that, too. Like, I think one of my biggest problems with humanity is that I'm often disappointed in it because I expect more out of you it. You and everyone else. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. again, that that's part of where... And having you on this show for our third episode is so great for me because, to a certain degree, one could almost call you our podfather. Ooh, <laughs> Rick Valentine, the Pod Father. That's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's very flattering. <laughs> Thanks for trying to take that in stride. Yeah, thank you very much. For... I was but saving I, that I'll shitty joke for at least two minutes. By the way, yeah, if, I appreciate your really restraint. Smart, yeah, if I was really smart, I would be a much richer person. So that's the thing. Just, there are other people, you know, who are smarter than I am, who are sharper than I am, who saw all this stuff and they said, like for me, it was like, oh, you know what, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play in a band. That'll be great. You know, instead of doing this computer thing, right? Somebody else, like, who was smarter than me said, oh, you know what, I'm gonna go and I'm going to make a, uh, a search engine that uses these algorithms to do that because that's gonna be the future of how people navigate information. So, I mean, I think it's just. Yeah, but that guy probably didn't play a rat ass show with, uh, with Brainiac in 1995 <laughs> in Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, that's, True, but you know. So the thing is, is I I don't know. I mean, you, you can nice. Uh, I don't know where Good I'm going point. with it, but it, it, it's kind of like it, it's uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm, it, and Evan Evan played a show with you guys, by the way. I did actually play a show with you in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. <laughs> wow. Okay. In like in like the early 2000s, maybe like 2001, 2002. Uh-huh. I was in a band called uh, Death and Taxes. If I had a high five, played with uh, also. Oh, okay. It was yeah. a good time. Yeah, and that was sort of when I. I'd sort of forgotten that you were a band still, I guess, kind of at that point. <laughs> I, I, like, I think you had kind of laid low for a while, but then I was really impressed with how good your new record of that time was and how good that you were alive at that time also. So it was uh, it was a pleasant surprise. 
I think everyone thought you would get just bitter and disenfranchised and <laughs> be doing it out of obligation, yeah. and, well, and you and that was well, not yeah, the case at all. <laughs> that's, that's my goal. I mean, I I would I, I, honestly, I'm I'm a difficult person in the short term. Like, so you know, when I'm on tour, when I'm playing shows, a lot of times I am kind of grouchy. But in terms of long term, it was always again, it was that same thing. It's like, well, let's make choices that make sure that if, if I'm going to be bitter, it's going to be that oh. Well, and that's that's small scale stuff. stuff. That's you the know, good thing. Those that. are good things. And, yeah, and you guys made that. the that Zero Stars DVD, which was the one of the first kind of tour. Like, oh, here's like a and somewhat reenacted in certain scenes, but documentary of tour, which to me was like, like, oh wow, I don't think I've ever seen that. And, and I've seen. I have not seen that, but I should. Oh, it's actually really good. That's right. uh, I, I, I think I have it somewhere. I've not seen it is. Uh, oh yeah, we should get. By the way, so we should plug some things for you. <laughs> We've had you on for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, so every you can find all things poster children at posterchildren.com still. And fuck a Facebook, fuck Twitter, all that. I appreciate that you guys maintain still hug, hug dot com. Your uh, your your own <laughs> badass website can I get with lots a dot of content. <laughs> and uh, it's it's thoughts detecting thoughts detecting machines dot com as well, right? To to. And and that gets you to the band camp. You can play the fucking video game. You can see the videos. And, and But you and, do need to order the record to handle You you need to order this record. Yeah, like I'm telling the, you right the immersive now. experience. And I'm trying to of fifties era science. And, and I'm trying to, to put together my like top ten list for the year. And I, I don't know whether to construe it as an E P or an album, but I do know it's fucking awesome and I'm a big fan of it. And I think so, construe that. Yeah, and so, I mean, for me, I've always hated, and this is, this, this would be upsetting, but I'm, I'm not a, I'm not an album fan in that way, in, in a weird way, so. Right, right, for okay. For me, this, this idea of having to do a full album's worth of material all at once is always just kind of like an overwhelming thing. It's like, for me, there are only like three or four albums that I totally can listen to all the way through. I'm just like, I'm just so impatient. Even when before I had a CD player, I had a record player that could right. get track. Like you could actually program <laughs> it. Nice. Use a laser to find the, the groove or the, you know, the, the in-between yeah, 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 yeah. and, and, and jump. So, That's serious. So, yeah. It, well, I've just been frustrated with that, the having to target uh, certain formats. But I always love playing records. So, I mean, to me, it is an EP. Because it's, it's only six songs, and, and I, you know, to me, an album is a, a larger kind of more cohesive experience. But for some reason, I really like that size. And I'm to the point now where even if other people don't like it or don't know what to call it, I I just don't care anymore. I'm, I'm like, you it know works. It, 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 it yeah. works as like like it gets in, does some awesome stuff, and gets the fuck out. And that's I, I'm always a big fan of leaving people wanting more. Yes. Strangely, which is hilarious because they yeah. never stop talking, and they, nobody ever no, left wanting course. more. Code Neutron talking. <laughs> Welcome to hour seven yeah. of you can't stop the city. Yeah, no, no, I'm, yeah, I'm the same way. But um, it's it's uh, yeah, and oh, I forgot what I was going to say. But um, it's also because I'm I'm so busy and with and insane. I have so many other things I have to do that for me, 
the the fact that just having to finish golf songs before I could put music out is so sure. overwhelming. That well, I, I'm glad you put it out, and I think it's a fantastic record. I think everyone should check it out. <laughs> ThoughtsDetectiveMachines.com. It's the again, if you're the kind of person that's in the vinyl, you got you got to get yes. this record. It's yes. I, well, it is it's, highly collectible. It's full retail, yes. and I mean that as a compliment. It will only increase in value. I will say it again. <laughs> yes. Uh, and and did, go ahead. You don't need a record. You don't. You don't. I, I feel like people will get some pleasure out of it, even if they don't have a record. Player. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, sure, that's, yeah. that's why we. That's why awesome. we made uh, collectors plates. We did, and and yeah. and hilariously, we made collectors plates, and we sold out of them. On tour, where yeah. I was like, "Hey, do you want a record? Nope. You got any plates left?" I was like, "Ah, oh, uh, right. <laughs> that is Fuck. cool. Yeah, the I gold room. About it, a band is their next release is attached. The physical thing is attached that you can put on, you know, <laughs> with the download code. And then they, you just the listen to it gradually like, yeah. over the course of a day. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the same thing. I mean, it is kind of like a badge. You, you know, you're showing your your allegiance with this band, but you don't sure. actually need. You know, you can't. You know, it's not cool. Well, I thought you were saying cool. a patch. Around. Patch? Like, like, like a, like a, the, like, the, a, like the, the smoking cessation patch? No, no, oh, no I was no, thinking no, like, no, a, like, no. like a, like a, like a, like a punk rock patch. Like yeah, that's a, a white on black. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, punk, yeah. yeah, that you would sew on or I don't know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Say nausea or uh, something. I saw a nausea patch yeah, the other yeah. day at a show. And I was like, wow, nausea? It's year 2012. We saw some punk rock. That was weird. Like in the quotation marks, yeah, yeah. not not punk rock in spirit, but which just is a punk compelling in quotation. What's marks. a compelling story, but maybe not one for not the, right now, the, the lovely and awesome Rick V, who's up. I'm gonna say probably past your bedtime. Oh yeah, right, because we you say, are you're in the Midwest. Thank you. So you're thank in. you for sticking with us. The one thing yeah, I want to say oh, down yeah, in yeah, the heartland. Uh, what stays up late? We're we're gonna close things out. I'm gonna play because you're you're going by everything you're doing is thoughts detecting machines now for yourself. But you did release a song as Rival Dickens. That yeah I yeah I changed yeah I I it was so long between releases that I wound up changing my name. Well, <laughs> I put a, I I did this thing which Bobby was, Brown would say that's your prerogative. <laughs> <laughs> I did this thing that was that was definitely as was construed later is a long long way to go for a basic little fuck you fuck you to carl rove (laughs) of which you contributed and i feel i still feel like as and it's a solid compilation i stand by all all the bands and all the music but i've always been a big fan of your song on there we're gonna we're gonna let you go and we're gonna gonna close out with uh track one uh forget the knots uh, Carl Rove, Courage and Consequence, which I still available on Seismic <laughs> Wave recording. Oh, is it? <laughs> oh, it is. I got boxes of it all over this damn I've house. I've seen them. <laughs> I've seen them. Thank you so um, much for Rick, being with us, Rick. Fucking oh, yeah, thank awesome. Thank you so thank much for being on. Yeah, here. seriously. Thank yeah, you yeah, very thank much. You guys for me. This is great. And uh, we'll do it again, maybe. Yeah. No, maybe we'll do yeah, it again. Yeah. Yeah, we'll sure. do it again. We'll do it again. And, and tell us when you have okay. something new to promote. <laughs> right, we're getting yeah, into the I whole circuit. Know. Yeah, 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 exactly. You yeah, get that little signal bump on there. Yeah, we talked about the signal bump, which we already talked about. We are gonna the the normal... literally, literally single digits of hits to all of your web oh, presences. Yeah, yeah. The normal Wikipedia page is gonna have a serious signal bump after this. I mean, I'm just gonna flat out tell you right now. <laughs> and thoughts detecting machines. Indeed. And yeah, thoughts. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you know how the uh, the analytics do. All right. Thanks. Thanks Fantastic. so much, Ray. Thanks so much. <laughs> All right. And uh, yeah. g- give uh, give my best to Rose. I will. I will. Okay. Bye. Bye. Later. Later, man.
fucking the crown, dude. I know, dude. Awesome. For sure. Fantastic. The show! Oh, for fuck's fucking sake. All right, we're going we're gonna to play some music on it. And Check gonna this one urinate. Out. Hey! Ooh. Got some uh, rival dickens. Yeah! Well, get the knock. Coming at you, baby! And the Texas crowd, four horsemen rode in the town and stole their way into the new century. And when we saw the towers fall, we put our trust in them all, and they traded away that trust for torture, terror, and tyranny. The war they wanted was the war we got, the war we needed was the war they forgot, and now we're left here to clean up the mess. When the smoke there's acid, I guess that's just the way they see the world.
fade it out. That's good. Uh, tasteful fade. Ride that thing. Oh, we're going Tasteful fade. Ride the fader. Yeah, baby. Some torch coming at you. Taking that last smooth, slow slip of Mountain Dew. Our charge. The nice smooth toke of Mountain Dew? Is that what you said? Last smooth stroke. Stroke. I kind of like a toke of Mountain Dew. Actually, I would not like a toke of Mountain Dew at all, but... As I blissfully turn my baseball cap backward. <sighs> Behave. Before that is rival, rival Dickens, Forget the Knots. That almost, for me, that that's the prog song on there. So, so, oh, yeah, before that, Rival Dickens, Forget the Knots, our, our guest Rick V. Wow. Uh, that's that a was great awesome. song. That is, the, that is the fucking, fucking deep jam. That The fact that I somehow put that record out just shows that. And <laughs> I mean, you, <laughs> don't pra- let anybody you practically deserve to take credit for writing that song. <laughs> Shit! No, the fact that like he wrote that song and it was for it was that for specific that project. Specific it, was, it was the first track and it was solid. It Culture was... Jam against Carl Rove's self-aggrandizing autobiography that did indeed get into the man's hands and did indeed bum him out, achieving the said purpose and almost, he, almost signed. Forget the knots. Kind of encompass the the knot. It's a great song. It's really, really badass. Like, I mean, I'm honestly a fan of it. Then it, it does trip me out. Like, it's, yeah, it's, I've got seven hundred like of those records. Riff, but it's like it's yeah. a little more complex than it seems. Well, you're gonna it's have a, real... a little bit less than seven hundred after the signal bump. <laughs> it's a near one. <laughs> At least three more. Yeah, you want to buy that? Uh, <laughs> there are copies available. CarlRoveBook.net, I think. Can I? <laughs> Uh, I, I think so. Encourage and consequence. Christ on a cracker. If you're remotely interested, email. Just send somebody. Email. Email. Can't stop, can't email the can't stop the signal. Give some away. Yeah, yeah, email the ASCII cockpits thing and send us. A, a <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing Christ. back around. Uh, Ryan Werner. Ryan Werner deserves a shout out. He sent a. He did send. Pretty, we did get our first. A pretty burly ASCII cockpit. <laughs> I say it was, it was veiny. It was it was, that's funny. That's exactly what Mona said about it. Veiny. It's veiny. Yeah. Was Vanny. There was no. I'm not the was, level of discourse has now no, dropped. And no, she never now the, now no, she <laughs> Professor wrinkly. Rick is now not on the line anymore, and it's like, oh, back to ASCII cockpits. Back down to cockpits. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, while he was ruminating on on the nature of his creative experience, I was like, yeah, like a thought balloon ASCII, that had. An what about ASCII an ASCII cock ring? Oh, you know, that's probably why it was so veiny. Fuck, we could have gotten his fucking opinion on ASCII yeah. cockpits, which I think would have been like a polite laugh. I was going to say, <laughs> we would have gotten a polite laugh on yeah, ASCII cockpits totally. for sure, but it would have tied in with his listserv, in fairness. Fuck. Could have printed that on a, dot, on a dot matrix no. printer. No, it's like... Oh, I'm in bed, buddy. Dot matrix. Oh, what do you think about ASCII cocks? You're going to hear his sonic here in the background. <laughs> 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 I like the idea of like Rick is like brushing his teeth. and I mean, it's late. There for them, but yeah, ASCII cockpits. That's the thing. Probably not. He's, I mean, he's, he, the, as you say, he's a professor. He's probably got, you know, professor stuff to do late at night. We're like, oh, it's probably past your bedtime. He's like, no, no, what are you talking about? What are you? Just, just, I got handle leather bound volumes. Yeah, so I, I, I have a note that just says hot, hot, hot yoga. And that I know is from your birthday party. Well, we were singing in the style of Buster Poindexter about hot, hot, hot yoga. Right, right. In, the, 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 in the, the sense that I believe Buster, I know, no, Buster Poindexter would be leading the class. Big, you do that stretching. You do the bending because it's hot, hot, hot. hot. Oh, Are we doing this You now? wear the stretchy pants. <laughs> it's downward facing dog, dog, dog. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm proud of us. To be, you know, what else actually, do we have? I, that yeah. was a drunken so, note. Somebody, <laughs> somebody would lose weight to that. Somebody would actually work out. I, and say, would, I think so we can inspire clear, somebody. Fuck that bit. <laughs> uh, if we can get David, the, the if anyone Tybo. knows David Johansson, um, and you think he'd be interested, we can pitch it to him. It's like Tybo. I don't better. understand why. Like, so he had this whole alter ego that was Buster Poindexter that was remarkably more popular than New York Dolls. I think David Johansson did earnestly. I mean, I understand that, but well, for good reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, hot, I hot, mean, hot. steel drum is basically the best instrument ever. It's kind of amazing. That's what inspired me to be a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> it's the uh the last yeah. last segment size yeah with the boys that you can't stop the signal i guess, I guess it's the last yeah, segment it's, it's kind it of was over. a pretty full Probably. show yeah we actually had content i on feel this like one. we looked <laughs> <a lot. laughs> yeah I, saying, I think i think we're, we're a little worn had, out from all the content it's like whew, i don't know time. how to digest this there's something to actually listen to oh I, I had a great thing i forgot to read during uh the pedantic correction Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's never earlier. too late. It's never too late. If, you, like another, if you got another correction, pedantic correction would not see. Right. Uh, we'll be played with needless clarification. <laughs> of course, I'm not wrong. It's unessential. Anyway. Did they sound like the Rum Diary? Oh, damn, dude. Damn. No, it's just, saying, like, it just like that's what the. the no, it's a you can't stop the signal. <laughs> Fact check. Jesus, that's loud. Oh. <laughs> That is special. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, like, needless uh, correction. I, 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 they, they probably sound like Mogwai or the Rum Diary or something. You know, like, needless correction. It's like. So what I meant to read after the hi-fi, you got our band birthday wrong thing was, uh, if this error in any way kept the listener from understanding the discussion or recognizing the compliment, we regret the error. So wait, wait, wait you're telling me you're going to splice let's, that Let's hope that Gomps is still listening at this point, but he probably <laughs> waited until he heard his name and then went click. <laughs> Listen to far Prove more me wrong, bitch. <laughs> Prove me wrong, Admiral Laser Tag. Let's do this shit. <laughs> we have been. Oh. You can't stop the signal. <laughs> are we out? Are we done? This is are it. Yeah, God, I was this like, is it. Yeah, this right. is my last signal. I gotta get up at four in the morning, bro. Oh, dude, and it being late. Oh, fuck, I got so much shit I wanted to play. They what? don't even know. Oh, I just I want to, you, you know, you maybe the next like, pod, give, 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 pod signal we can do it. Mm, I like give, that pod signal. Twitter.com, signal pod. Uh, can't stop the signal.net. Keep those ASCII cockpicks coming. Mouse loves them. I really And do. by coming, got... we mean coming. Yeah, baby. We mean some ones and zeros coming out of that head. <laughs> wow, maybe, we... maybe some, it really maybe some that... closed parentheses it opposed really is... with some... Some open parentheses. It's really after class got out, and like suddenly it's toilet humor immediately. <laughs> but it's like after you have the really inspiring class with the Sorry, awesome professor. Rick. We were really meant to keep it highbrow. And you're like, we wanted, oh, to, I'm so we wanted to do some really inspired dick jokes. <laughs> inspired dick jokes. Uh, no. Who are they playing with? Assume. Are they playing with? Um, uh, They're definitely the opener. Needless clarification. Let's say that's the lineup. Sure. Or how about uh? No. Oh, what was it? Captain Bearfucker? What was it? <laughs> President. Was president. president Bear. This goes all the way to the top, my friend. <laughs> inside job, <laughs> god damn it. It's in- president Bearfucker. President Bearfucker. Fucking YouTube's an inside job. Oh, that was awesome. That yeah. Was almost almost <laughs> happened. We <laughs> almost played music for you. <laughs> hey, thanks for uh <laughs> thanks for sticking around. Thanks for smelling our pro transition, guys. Oh, man, this reminds me of a certain story that I'm not going to tell about tuning apps.
Ooh, we'll save, we'll save that. that. That's There's com- a story of tuning apps. I was going to say, alert. stay tuned for episode four, featuring Mike from Steal the Whole Bathtub. Oh, yeah, that'll Mr. be great. And, and, and yeah. the tuning app story. Oh, uh, let's pull a live from the barrage and very half-assedly at the, <laughs> the no, very fuck, end. I don't want to do anything live from the barrage. Just, sorry, John. But no, if, if they have, no. If they do it, we can't. <laughs> no, we're drunk and we're going to promote our show. Oh. December 15th. Our oh, we play in this little band. We're called Victory in the 30th. Oh, that, yeah. That's that's. Yes. Wait, now we're doing it like live from the see. We got to be behind it. We can't. Well, <laughs> nope, I can't. Say, I know. I, I'm I'm trying to do a thing here, so I'd appreciate yeah if one of you would do something. All, other than like, all right. Yeah. Sorry, Conan. Uh, For those of you who are local to the, the Oakland, San Francisco Bay Area, Nat Carson's having a birthday, and we're gonna play it. Who was one of the? Uh, he did some additional engineering. Of I think that was his credit. Kind. Additional engineering. Yeah. yeah. On on these things are facts by Victory and Associates and. We are going to be playing. He wants lived in this. A, he wants lived the in this. Ba- house. The it, band it that, to the public birthday The band that us show. three and uh, Shane Otis, who was really just passed out from all the birthday partying. Yeah, uh, he's he had a bad hangover today. He's over on the bed, passed out. Right he's now. got the sunglasses on, but he's he's got the party hat. He kind has, of caught jauntily. But he has, a, he has a, a Rue McClanahan jokes, so. style sleep mask, also. <laughs> but I've seen the smile come on. So with I think the sunglasses over it. It's a it's a cumsome look, but it's uh, but he he can't contribute. I'll stand behind it. Yeah. <laughs> what was going on? Oh, so Dem- this is December fifteenth, RP oh, yeah, Collective. That's, uh, that's our last show of the year. Yeah. We're trying to finish Doom this Spiro Sparrow, which I used to play in. Actually, it's interesting. All the like the did he pronounce it correctly? Because I, I'd, I'd rather get it out of the way now. No, yeah, Doom Spiro Sparrow. Um, which means, which means, does what does it mean? We're gonna uh, where there's life, there's hope. I think. Oh, while I breathe, I hope is what Doom Spiro yeah, Sparrow okay. means. Yes. While I breathe, I hope. That is on December 15th. <laughs> at the RP Collective. At the 20, 25th Street. RP Foundation at the 25th Street Collective. 25th and Telegraph, Telegraph yeah, at Oakland. Great yeah. place. Yeah, it's a rad, rad uh, place. We're, they make good wine there, too. They do. Yeah, there's wine made in-house. Well, not it's not grown in-house. <laughs> it's made. Well, I mean, it's middle warehouse Oakland, so we can't grow yep. up there, but. I feel like we should talk about some sliding scale blowjobs right now. The basil growing up. We didn't get to talk about fucking Cannonball Corpse, man. The fucking world's <laughs> only Cannonball run themed Cannibal Corpse cover band. We'll have to wow. f- we have a long successful run of episodes ahead of us. God damn it. <laughs> fucking want to happen now. Now. Damn it. Uh, thank right. you to Rick Valentine. Thank you, thank you Rob very Montage. Much, Rick. Um, Rob. Thank you for sending them ASCII cockpits. We are. You can't stop the signal. Thanks for listening. Woo. Gonna hit the post on this bitch. Oh, yeah, some bottomless pit for you. Thank you.
foolish to prepare material when everything will just fail completely, all the time, always. The one thing that I was very excited about for prepping and I did this afternoon is not, is not currently that's working. Machines will always let you down. I, I did a I made a theme actually. Is, is, is this one? Let's see. <laughs> Um, Music, that's for goddamn sure. Oh, no, 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 that's not it. That's Ooh. some other... You sound like a dog eating meat out of a garbage can. 